Sportsnet 590, The Fan. If you are looking for the smart money, look no further. It's Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker. With Steve Rapp, David Bastel, and George Russick on Toronto Sports Radio, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Down to one in Toronto on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. 801 in Calgary on Sportsnet 960. 701 in Vancouver on Sportsnet 650. It's Sports Interactions Inside the Lines. Brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker, along the Sportsnet radio network for your week nine. Later on this hour, the head of trading operations for Sports Interaction, Mr. Phil Gray, will join us where the stuff is moving this morning, where his biggest liabilities are. Todd Furman from the Bet the Board podcast, analyst for CBS Sports HQ at the top of the next hour. And we'll talk to our pal Connor Allen, Senior Director of Betting at 444.com and the co-host of the Move the Line podcast at about 12.35 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Gentlemen, good morning. We're into week nine. um, And I can't remember a week. And Steve, you have a little bit of of time on Dave and I. I can't remember a 48-hour news cycle as volatile as we've seen this week in the NFL. Yeah, a lot of uh, not very pretty things and, and a lot kind of, well, both of them could put in a stupid category as well. But uh, not good, not good. Uh, I mean, let's keep it to things that we can deal with, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And, and you know, I've said a couple of weeks ago, I've said a few times, love watching that guy play football. He dropped a few rungs in uh, in my book that way. And the other guy, you know what, we'll never mention his name about when Correct. talking about football again. So we don't even have to go there anymore. Um, it'll be interesting today, David, for the Packers who uh, Aaron Rodgers won't be playing. It'll be Jordan Love. And, it, and it's disappointing that I everybody wanted to see Rodgers versus uh, Mahomes in this matchup as well. But, oof. Uh, can you think of a guy who moves the line as much right now as Aaron Rodgers did for the Green Bay Packers? Is he the one guy who moves the most, or is it or is it Patrick Mahomes? Because what an incredible move on that line once we found out he was out. Yeah, you know what? I think we're looking at equals there, George, as far as uh, line movers are concerned. Like, I'm trying to think of where else a number like this moves, and I know I know we've seen some drastic moves when a Christian McCaffrey. Uh, when healthy was left off that starters list, uh, a Derrick Henry maybe comes to mind, but nothing compared to these two guys. Yeah. This would have been the marquee matchup of the day, never mind the afternoon. Uh, you know, there's even some people I remember uh, a couple of weeks ago they were talking about maybe they should flex that game, uh, the Sunday night game, but it's but it's Los Angeles and you don't really flex out of a Los Angeles marketplace. But as far as marquee players. Man, Mahomes versus Rodgers would have been sensational. But wait, wait a second, guys. I mean, let's let's take a look at what we've got here. I mean, this line we're going to talk about it a lot more. But this line was minus, Kansas City minus one or pick. Rodgers goes out, and we go to seven and a half. So you're talking about Aaron Rodgers is worth seven seven and a half points this game. This is Jordan Love. He's a first round draft pick. He has been sitting there for two years watching. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's. How do we know? I mean, I'm going to talk about this with Connor Allen later. How do How do you know when you're doing projections 
uh, of what that projection is going to be. You know, we talked about Mike White last week under 220 yards. He passed for over 400. I, I don't see the six and a half points here. I, I think that he's got his full complement of receivers. He's got two running backs back there now. I think we'll talk. I, I, I locked it in uh, earlier because I thought we we're going to get lose that seven that we've seen all week. We saw seven and a half. Uh, I just think the number's too much, but we shall talk about it. George, I, I, I've heard so many different stories about Jordan Love in the last couple of years. I, I even remember there's a very famous uh, there's a very famous story out of Green Bay that the Packers asked asked that, Steve. You want to press mute on your thing there, please? Uh, the What's the going Packers on? Are you asked okay? the media to yeah, actually cool. not film Jordan Love when he was throwing the ball just just because of how disappointed they were. Uh, he even moved to third on the depth chart at times. So I don't know. I, I mean, you know what? You're playing against the Chiefs defense that is not very good. If Oof. you have a poor game against this defense, I think there's some problems in Green Bay with that backup position. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got Devontae Adams, he's got Dylan in the backfield. He's got I mean he's got you still gotta yeah, throw the ball, Jones. man. <laughs> Look at Geno Smith. Geno Smith has an awesome complement of receivers, and you you seen his and, sample and yeah, size. And he, he played. Geno Smith played against the the Ray, uh, the Steelers defense. Played against the who would he play the other? The, I other feel like league. I already know which way you guys are going, and this potentially had to be heading down the road towards a side bet. <laughs> you sense that? <laughs> yeah, that oh, is already sure. heading. Oh, I'm all over this. Okay, okay go ahead. Keep going. Uh, it's heading towards a side bet. Speaking of which, last week, uh, David won twenty dollars off Steve. Uh, with a Jameis Winston under uh, 255 and a half. Uh, what? Uh. Uh. Well, Steve's the, the, but there was over. Or? There were over 60 points scored in that game. They were going up and down the field. Yeah, because of Trevor. If Jameis doesn't get hurt, he flies over that number. He gets hurt early in the second quarter. If Dave wants to take my money from that, I will gladly give it to him. But what? come on, what? really? He, come he on. I mean, fair I will square. accept that. Yeah, I'll accept that loss as being. Uh, it would have been a win except for the bad breaks of, of, how, of what happens when you bet overs and your player gets hurt. But, yeah, okay, Dave. George, you want to yeah, you you. hear a quick story? You want to hear a quick story? Michael Carter on Thursday night uh, combines rushing and receiving for 86 yards. Uh, I bet the I bet the over at 85 and a half. Our friend George, Todd Halushko, who's in Vegas, texts me and says, what do you think about this Michael Carter thing? And I said, you know what? Go over the number. It should be around that mark. He sends me back his his chit from one of the one of the casinos. It is at eighty seven and a half. Now my guess, George, is Todd can't go to the actual uh, casino and say, hey. Uh, that that was so close. I I don't I don't think we should have done wait, this because he was missing. Did part Carter of this play game. the whole game? I mean, I don't understand. Yeah, did well. Carter play the whole game? I'm not saying that I don't lose the ticket. I'm I'm saying no casino. You lose the ticket. I mean, you guys got to play. But how is but that even with me, close you win to the being comparable? How is that even close to be? I have not said you win the, that on, I you shouldn't have lost me, that though? bet. I said what? Player he got starts. he bet a bad number, Dave. You Player gave him a bet and he and he, and he, and he oh chased a bad number. Uh, I mean, that, that is not even game comparable on. to what you're talking about. Not even and guess in the what? same planet. Trevor Simeon is the better quarterback of the two. Much better than Jameis Winston. Oh, I know. No, Much uh, better. No. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. I'm glad. I'm glad we didn't. Nobody talked about over that laugh because I definitely have to clip that laugh and I will use it somewhere, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that is one All of right, the let's move things on. I've ever heard. Let's no, there's worse. Uh, there's worse takes. Uh, let's move on. Um, really? Yeah, let's move on. We'd love to hear what you like as well. Shoot us a text five ninety five ninety name and location. What you love today and the why. We will give you those picks after we give you our picks. And if you were a smart listener, you would be fading, fading, fading this trio. Steve, what did we do last week? All right. Well, last week brings up something that, uh, you know, I was not something that I tried to coin a while back. It didn't take. But, I mean, there's still – it might might not get the word Plaxico, which is a self-inflicted gambling wound. But Dave and I did a self-inflicted gambling wound. We bought terrible. into the fact – we bought into the fact that the Detroit Lions were going to – I mean, with the public and the Sharps and the narrative and everything that they're playing for this guy who cries all the time. And they were – and they laid an absolute egg. That is a, a, a self-inflicted gambling wound. And the other one was Monday night for anybody who chased Kirk Cousins on a prime time when he became a three-and-a-half-point favorite – in a game he's supposed to win. If you're on if you're on the Vikings there, you're also on a self-inflicted gambling wound. But here we go. Last week, Dave, one and four, season twenty-one and twenty-six. Uh George last week, one and two, season nineteen and fifteen. I was what? three and three. What? No, sorry, go ahead. Nine and fifteen, not nineteen. Nine- yeah, nine and fifteen. Yeah, nine, I said nineteen. Well, yeah, you I, don't you wish? <laughs> um, and I can't I be there because I only make three picks a week. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm I was three and three Go last ahead. week. I was three and three last week. Uh, twenty-three and twenty-five. Uh, I'm in first. Dave's in second. George is in third. Nothing really to talk about there. And we're all I, below I the Mendoza line. I got something to talk about. <laughs> okay. They, that Cowboys game. They, they scored a touchdown with fifty-one seconds left. If the defense holds. And, and and doesn't make Cooper Rush look like the second coming of Danny White, they cover that number easily. They cover the two and a half that I bought. Yeah, but it but that's not the point that I was just making. The point that I was just making was you were betting on Kirk Cousins in a primetime game in a game he is supposed to now win instead of a game where he's an underdog uh, playing against Dallas. He's now the line has moved from Dallas favored to Minnesota favored. You're chasing it up to three, three and a half. Well, everybody's I, doing. I was at two and oh, a half. Oh, you did. You were on minus that two and a half. A bad, that was a bad but, loss. But still, I'm just saying you, 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 you went on Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins on a Monday and a prime time. That's just, you've seen that before. You've seen that movie. It's like you've turned it on and you know how it's going to end. Uh, that's my only point there. He loves Kirk Cousins. Loves to play in the uh, blanket of the 1 p.m. window. Uh, we're yeah, not hiding, many, uh, hiding. It's but like again, in a cave. He likes to, if he could play in if, a cave, he would. I'm, I'm how many teams today? <laughs> how many teams would love to have Dalvin Cook as their running back and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and as their wide receivers? And Mike Zimmer continues to play conservative. And if there's so many offensive minds out there who would love to have those three guys as their playmakers, it's just they're just wasting away playing in Minnesota under if Mike Zimmer. If they get smoked tonight, if they get smoked today by Baltimore, which is a good possibility with Baltimore coming off a bye, uh, feeling pretty bad about that loss to Cincinnati, you might see a, an offensive mind going into Minnesota by sometime early this week. Well, I'm not sure how much of a leash no, Zimmer has left. He's not going to. Do you say this week? We don't think he's got. He's don't think no, he's, he's not getting fired. If he gets smoked the there, no he way. sounds like an end of season casual. Yeah, there's yeah. no way. Wasting, there's no way. They're wasting fired. a lot of talent there with him. They are wasting a lot of offensive talent for sure, but the defense has been good. 
uh, for Minnesota. All right. Uh, last week, David Owen won on his blanket coverage, seven and five for the season. Before we dive into week nine and some previews, let's see where the stuff is moving. Don't hit snooze. Get up before the lines do with Steve's early bird special. Good morning. Spoke with Phil Gray, as I always do on a Sunday morning over at Sports Interaction. He says the early uh, biggest need for the house today is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Players all over Los Angeles Chargers. That uh, number should be rising if you're looking to play the Chargers. Uh, like I was talked about earlier, huge liability at Green Bay plus one and pick, but now that money's coming towards the Chiefs, and that's, uh, that's le- leveling that thing out a little bit. Let's see, we've seen a seven now. Uh, San Francisco was taking money earlier this morning. I mean, there was doubts about Kyler, and and we'll talk about this. This is a lot like the Dak situation last week, where if you really follow the money, he hasn't been announced out yet, but if you really follow the money, you can tell that that he's going to be out. Uh, That's now gone from Arizona's a small favorite to San Francisco three and a half. Has it hit four yet, guys? I don't even know. It has hit four in a lot of places. I saw that coming this morning when I tweeted out the uh, minus three. And uh, it goes without saying they're going to need the Bills, going against the Bills, uh, big bets in the Bills to cover. Uh, you also might want to grab New England, Baltimore, the Rams now. Those are sides that are big public plays and parlay liability for the house, guys. That's it. All right. Uh, lots of intriguing storylines this week. Lots of uh, who's in, who isn't in, and especially in the 4 o'clock window with Kyler Murray and DeAndre One, Hopkins, too. Yeah. DeAndre One Hopkins, thing, too, George. Steve. Yes. One more thing, George. Sorry. Last week, dogs 10, 4, and 1. Away mm. dogs 7, 2, and 1. Season dogs still healthy 68 and 53. Visiting dogs still healthy 43, 29. Last week, unders 8 and 7. Season long, unders 67 and 54. I like to get that in with the results we didn't, but that's uh, because there's so much going on. There is so much going on. And as I mentioned, DeAndre Hopkins potentially out. For the Cardinals as well, Uh, their two best playmakers couldn't be out of this game against the Niners in that NFC West showdown. All right, let's dive into Week 9, and let's start with maybe not the sexiest game on the schedule, but it's the 1-7 Houston Texans at the 1-7 Miami Dolphins for a 1 p.m. Eastern start at Hard Rock Stadium. This will be the second game in NFL history when both teams enter with 1-7 records, the other being Carolina versus San Francisco in 2004. Houston has been outscored 133-29 to on the road this season and by a staggering 109-8 count since midway through the fourth quarter of its road opener at Cleveland. The Dolphins rank 30th in yards per game and dead last in yards allowed, while the Texans are 31st in yards per game and 30th in yards allowed. Houston's Tarod Taylor will start at quarterback for the first time since week two in seven games against Miami. Taylor has completed 66% of his passes for 1,443 yards, 10 touchdowns, and no interceptions. Keep your eye on Miami quarterback Tuatunga Vailoa, who has three straight games with a total QBR of over 50 for the first time in his career, and he has the eighth best total QBR in the NFL in weeks six to eight at 62.6. Boy, you had to dig deep to find that stat, I'm sure. It's a tough, uh, it's a tough game to find some good yeah, stats. No, it is a tough one to find. Out. That's pretty good digging there, George. Uh, we go to the Don Best screen to show Sports Interaction Open. Miami is a seven-point favorite, total 45 and a half, a total now 46. I mean, as uh, word that Taylor was uh, going to play, this number had been leaking down a little bit. Uh, now uh, we're seeing five and a half on the board. Sports Interaction currently five. 
Dave, they're a better team with Taylor, but are they any that much better? I mean, I mean yeah. you tell me. ATS machine, right? He was he was our original Teddy Bridgewater. I, I and I think Teddy's kind of fallen off that throne, right? So uh, quickly, the Texans will be missing uh, Hardy Nickerson in the linebacker position because of a concussion. We're also uh, listing uh, Farrell Brown. Thigh injury is out. Deshaun Watson, of course, is out. I don't think this guy is going to play uh, or dress this season. On the uh, Dolphins sidelines, Jerome Baker is a question mark with a knee injury. Devontae Parker was um, limited this week, guys, in practice. He will start today. A big weapon at the wide receiver position, Steve. Listen, Taylor's, uh, what is he, 8-0 his last eight, including postseason against the spread. I mean, it's a completely different team uh, with, as I say, with, with uh, Taylor there. But I, I go with it. Is there any way that the Dolphins really should be favored by close Oof. to a touchdown of six points over any football team at all. We don't know what we're getting from Taylor, but we know we're going to get better. Um, I just, I just don't see how you're laying points here with Miami. It's, it's Houston or nothing for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Steve. I, I took the Texans uh, plus the points and they look good in that week one win with T-Mobile at quarterback, right? They, they had that went big win over the Colts, I believe in week one. Um, and, uh, you're right. How do you, how do you how can you trust Miami to lay the points? Uh, Devontae Parker uh, out for this game. He was so good in that game against Buffalo, creating some big plays. And credit the Bills for hanging with the credit Miami with hanging with the Bills for so long like they did last week. But how can you lay them at Sports Interaction right now? Dolphins a five point favorite. I just can't. You can't trust the fish in this. He has a five point favorite against that, anybody. I don't care who the hell that, they're playing. Is that number going to six, six and a half, Steve? Are we are we raising? No, this no, number? it's coming the other. It's coming the other oh, way. Okay. okay, it's coming the other way. You missed Ooh. that six, six and a half. We're five at the sports interaction. I see it five and a half elsewhere. So, uh, yeah, that's not coming our way. I definitely uh, the one thing. Sorry, David. The one thing here, um, Dave, uh, Steve. This is this is right in our wheelhouse. When two bad teams collide, the total forty six. Teams can't play defense. And two yeah, but these the teams can't score bit. either. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, with man. Tyrod Taylor, they might, or Tyrod Taylor, excuse me. Like, Tyrod, you can't do that. You can't come out in your career and say, my name's Tyrod, and then, like, like in the middle of your career, go, it's actually Tyrod. Well, which one is it? Anyway, this sorry. This true. 46 points. Seems a little low for two teams that can't stop anybody, Steve, at all, ever. Yeah, but <clears throat> I guess, yeah, I guess two are getting better, and, and yeah. what is it, Tyrod, Tyrod? What did you say? Tyrod. Terod, Terod, got to get Just that T-Mobile. T-Mobile. Uh, yeah, I, I would say you're right. We ha- we have to go with the two bad teams collide here and, and, and bad defenses, George. I, I agree with you. And, and with T-Mobile back in, I agree. I'm not going to bet it, George, but I do agree with you, yeah. and I will fully support your efforts in doing so. Yeah, Dolphins, uh, I know, again, they, they both struggle offensively, but they both can't stop anybody. So this potentially could be a spot where Terod Taylor gets it done for the Houston Texans. All right, let's move on to the 4-4 four and four Denver Broncos at the 6-1 and one Dallas Cowboys for a 1 p.m. Eastern start at AT&T Stadium. Dak Prescott returns at quarterback for Dallas after missing last Sunday night's game at Minnesota because of a calf strain. The Cowboys have scored at least 35 points 
in eight straight home games with Prescott as their starter. Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is one of four AFC quarterbacks with an average passer rating of at least 100. The Cowboys are tied for 28th in yards passing allowed, but share the NFL lead in interceptions with three other teams at 11. This one's for Mr. Steven Rapp. Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater is 18-3 and against the spread in his career as a road underdog and 7-1 and against the spread in his career when an underdog of a touchdown or more. Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton has two 100-yard games this season after having two in his first three games combined. Keep your eye on Denver's defense. The Broncos are allowing only 17.1 points per game this season but won't have pass rusher Von Miller. He was traded to the Rams at the start of the week. Actually, I have uh, Teddy uh, Two Gloves as a 23-5 and five against the spread road on the road lifetime as a dog's, or on the road lifetime, actually, 82%. So, uh, yeah. Seven and do... one with the touchdown or more. That's what I was yeah. saying. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, Teddy Two Gloves trying to get back that all he ever does is covers moniker. He's going to have to do some work, though. They're the da- Denver Dallas Cowboys, seven half point favorites at home, total of 49. Uh, that number has moved all the way up to 10 uh, with a total of 49 and a half. The public is on Dallas. Uh, there has been some professional money on Denver, gets down to nine and a half, and then comes back up to 10 with the public. Uh, all right, Dave. I mean, they got Jerry Judy back. That's one thing that we can look at, right? Yeah, they do. Uh, but uh, they will be missing a, a key member of that offensive line. Garrett Bowles will miss this game with an ankle injury. That's a starting tackle, guys. Everybody else listed as question marks and really nothing significant uh, on the Dallas uh, sideline. Right now, we know that uh, Teron Smith will miss this game. Another offensive tackle, but this time on the Cowboys sideline with an ankle injury. Uh, Blake Jarwin is out. That's a backup uh, tight end that's utilized quite a bit in that offense. Also, Amari Cooper was nursing a hamstring injury for most of the week. He was limited in practice, and so does CeeDee Lamb. So you're looking at two key receivers on this Cowboy attack. Limited this week, questionable, likely to play in this 1 o'clock start. Uh, this number seems pretty high. Denver games have averaged about 36 points a season. I mean, 49.50 seems a bit high. And when you're, if you think that number is too high, I think double digits here is, is too much as well. Uh, Dallas has not cleared this hurdle against uh, the Chargers and the Patriots. They don't, they don't blow out teams, um, average teams. We, we've seen Dallas in the past not cover this kind of number. Um, I locked in. But those 10. are on the road. Yeah, well, still. I mean, they got to cover a double-digit spread. I don't. You look back. I don't see too many times Dallas covering double-digit spreads. Hmm. Uh, sure. I just locked it in. I locked it in at ten, thinking maybe that uh, I saw Sports Interaction had jumped it down to nine and a half minus fifteen. I grabbed back up to the ten. Uh, I do see tens everywhere right now. I see ten minus oh five, ten even. So it does verge on dropping back down to nine and a half. I think before game time. Uh, the one stat I just gave is staggering to me, David. Uh, Dak Prescott, uh, when he's the quarterback at home, the Cowboys have scored at least 35 points in eight straight home games. That's an incredible amount of points for eight straight games with Dak Prescott at quarterback. That's staggering. If you're Dallas, why are you starting him against the Denver Broncos at home? Uh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, why? Can I? Because, all right, uh, we get... When it comes to other sports, we get mixed in, like hockey because the season's so long and the NBA with load management. 
it's only now a 17-game season, and I'm sure Dallas has aspirations to be the number one seed in the NFC, and it's only one. It's, every game is so vital, David, and I know they already have pretty much the division locked up, Cooper but if they can get home field this, and pick up all these wins, you can rest him at the end of the season, and if he's good to go, he's obviously going to play. Guys play banged up all the time. It's already week nine of the season. He's clearly okay enough to play, and he's their best, most valuable player. You got to get wins when you can, and they're a big favorite here, and I'd much rather have Dak Prescott at 90% than Cooper Rush or whoever at 100%. Yeah, and I also think, I, I mean, it's not that I don't disagree with Dave, but I do pretty sure, yeah. sure that McCarthy goes up to the Dak and says, uh, you are right to play, and that Dak goes, I'm playing. I mean, like, you, you, if he's ready to play, you're not keeping him up. Believe me, if he went to him and said, you know what, the calf's a little sore, it could probably use another week, he would get another week. But that's not what he said, I'm sure, and that's why he's in the lineup. But I, but I do get your point about, yeah, they pretty much have the division locked in. But now with Aaron Rodgers potentially uh, well not playing this week, uh, the, the door is open. And Kyler Murray with some injuries, the door is open for the Cowboys here to be the number one seed number one in the seed, NFC. Yep. And that's the only now with the new expanded playoff format, only the number one seed gets the bye. And that is a massive, massive advantage. And by the way, how awesome is it that on wildcard weekend there will be a Monday night game? That's even more awesome. Okay, let's move on. Three and four Minnesota Vikings at the five and two Baltimore Ravens for a 1 p.m. Eastern kick at MT Bank Stadium. The Vikings have won only one regular season game in Baltimore. That was in 1998 when they went 15 and one, while the Ravens have the NFL's longest active winning streak against NFC teams with 11 victories in a row. Baltimore is an NFL best, 17 and eight in games immediately following a bye week. Coach John Harbaugh is 10 and three in those games. The Vikings lead the NFL in sacks per game and with 24 sacks in seven games have already surpassed their 2020 season total of 23. Baltimore ranks third in the league in red zone offense, touchdowns on 72.7% of the time and tied for second in red zone defense. Keep your eye on Baltimore's ground game. The Ravens 149.4 rushing yards per game ranked third in the NFL this season and their 106.6 rushing yards before contact per game rank first. The Vikings however have the worst run stop win rate in the NFL at 26.8%. Let's look at sports interaction open Baltimore Ravens a six point favor with a total of 50. Uh, the public has been on Baltimore and that number uh, now pushed up to six and a half uh, total 50 and a half. I know Dave uh, tweeted out Baltimore minus six and a half. So Dave, give your injuries and keep going. Bastos blanket coverage. I want my banky. Guys, uh, we know that Baltimore is coming off a bye week. John Harbaugh off a bye week, 10-3 and three against the number. And this team is disappointed, to say the least. So the Ravens, embarrassed two weeks ago versus Cincy, 41-27. That, that would, may have been the worst game uh, in probably the last number of years for John Harbaugh during the regular season. Something's got to give here. Ravens 4-0 against the number in their last four games after a loss. The Vikings only 1-2 on the road this year. It's under a touchdown. That's why I locked it in. I wasn't sure if this was going to a touchdown. I think it probably will be if the if the public is driving that number to that touchdown point. Locking in already the Ravens minus the six and a half point as my blanket coverage of the week. David, I respect your opinion. David, I got to uh, kind of agree with your opinion there. It's uh, It seems a little too... Uh, 
chalky and obvious to me though to to be actually betting money on it but uh it does it, it you know you're, you're the feeling is baltimore's been stewing for two weeks after getting embarrassed by cincinnati minnesota doing what minnesota does uh covid kirk one and ten against the spread lifetime against teams coming off a bye harbaugh nine and four against the spread coming off a bye uh four straight home game for the ravens with a uh, bye week in between uh ravens love to run the ball minnesota can't stop the run It, it looks chalky and easy and i mean that's i I wish you luck david and i agree with you but it won't be making my card for all those reasons doesn't this line just feel like uh it's what have you done for me lately and everybody saw the vikings offense struggle against the cowboys and it's kirk cousins and all this hatred but david you're not worried about kirk cousins favorite spot his 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 one sweet spot Sundays? of the one o'clock window, <laughs> <laughs> the cave. Yeah, one he hides. Cave that he plays. He in hides and puts up these great numbers in the one o'clock still wearing, window. Still wearing his Halloween costume from last week. <laughs> this is the kind of game where Kirk Cousins throws for three hundred yards and and puts up thirty five points. But let's make sure the Baltimore Ravens score forty two. Okay, well, you just said it there, Dave. I mean, exactly. I mean, does this not feel like an over to you? Does this not feel like a yeah. lot of points being scored? It does in this to game? me, yes. Yeah, yeah it does uh, as well. And um, I think the Vikings will have some success against this Ravens defense because we've seen them be susceptible to the pass this season. And can Kirk Cousins throw that ball down the field uh, to his great? Playmakers in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and will well, the Ravens be able to stop that? What's that? If Steve? Baltimore gets ahead early, George, um, and then Cousins has nothing that he can do except throw the ball downfield because he's in catch-up mode. We see yards for Cousins' props. We see total points here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if the, the game plan goes as you describe it, I think we're looking at uh, an over here. Uh, one more thing that I would be uh, to kind of piggyback on your point of an over here and david i'd be a little worried about uh the baltimore mm-hmm. ravens uh 31st in the nfl they're giving up 331 passing yards per game at home this season yikes well joe burrow <laughs> the last yikes. two weeks ago yeah yeah that is that is a big big number 31st in the nfl against the pass at home all you right you're just trying to convince me to bet the over too right is that is that what this is all about no, 50 and a half points I, and you know what i would bet yeah. the over and i and i will tell you that i've got this over in a in a personal parlay Did i have write never it in i have never wrote one a total on this show i have never won a total on this show and therefore no matter <laughs> yes, how, I, I just because i want don't want to jinx my real money i'm not even going to give it you're going to stay away from it i'm going to stay away yeah. from it to protect my investment <laughs> okay you don't want your black cloud of bad luck. Yes, and, uh, I don't want. You want to mush the, your own. You don't want to mush your the, own bad. The, okay, I get it. The D-list celebrity black cloud that I carry around on Sunday D-list. mornings. I don't want. I don't want it to oh, infect please. my You're actual betting sure. on a Sunday morning. I, C, I like C-. how you refer to yourself as a celebrity. None of us are celebrities. <laughs> Good God! I said D-list. <laughs> No, D-list. you're not a D-list. A D-list celebrity is like a like a like a wrestler, or like a porn star. That's like a D-list celebrity. Oh, Steve so fits into that FG, uh, FG that category. Like, uh, how far down? More, can we go? more like, more like Zed. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. a little bit more than a Zed. All right, and there are people who do not do two and a half hours a of radio across yeah. country on a Sunday morning. That has to put me above everybody. Okay. Those people. All right, uh, Steve, uh, Dave. I think Steve's ego needs a break here too. Let's take a break. <laughs> let's let's move on. Uh, yeah, we're going to take a break rest here.
Yeah, he needs, he needs a little breather here. Uh, <laughs> more games to preview. We'll talk about the Patriots and Panthers and talk about those beautiful Jacksonville Jaguars who host the Buffalo Bills. And we'll talk to our pal Phil Gray, the head of training operations for sports interaction. He'll join us as well. It's Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker, along the Sportsnet Radio Network. Sportsnet 590. But guys were all over that Jaguars and Seahawks game last week, and it didn't go well. I'm fairly confident in it just because I, I like the four points. So I'm going to lock in the Jacksonville Jaguars plus the four points on the road. No, 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 no. I'm going to take the Jags team total over 20 and a half here. I'm going to lock it in. <laughs> no, 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 no. This number is a little bit too low for this game, and I will be locking in over 44 and a half. No, 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 no. Do they like anything Jacksonville today? Back to Inside the Lines with Rap. Bastel and Russick. My whole life has been one big fight. 38 past the hour. It's inside the lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction. Canada's odds maker along the Sportsnet Radio Network. Yeah, we'll get to that Jags and Bills game momentarily. Oof, Jags last week. It's a tough one to watch. That four o'clock window in Seattle against Geno Oof. Smith and the Seahawks. That was a tough one to digest. Oof, woof, You're woof, 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 woof. And we'll talk <laughs> Imagine about... being on it plus yeah. points. You're like, please, for the love of God. And for a second there, there was a sliver of hope for Steve that maybe the game will hit over. And then, alas, no, it didn't. It's yeah. Bad teams collide. I mean, what happened? I, mean, I haven't, To be honest with you, we've we, we've been hitting, trying to hit a couple of those. I don't know if I can remember too many bad teams collide games this year. I mean, that have gone over. I mean, mostly the bad teams have been colliding and the bathroom well, i mean well, yeah well well david we talked about it last week uh, what could go wrong betting the lions and the jags on the same week <laughs> what kidding. could possibly go wrong <laughs> i had a ticket with the jags and the lions on it and then i got a, a free kick in the pants at the end yeah like we, we can't you don't think you don't think this is the perfect time to bring back the plaxico huh no uh okay. phil gray the head of training operations for sports interaction will join us soon see where that money's moving um We'll ask him about this Jags and Bills game because uh, the Buffalo Bills are a monstrous favorite. And our pal Todd Furman of the Bet the Board podcast and CBS Sports HQ at the top of the next hour. Shoot us a text. We'd love to hear from you. 590-590. Name and location. What you love today and the why. Gentlemen, let's dive back into the previews. And it's the 4-4 four and four New England Patriots at the 4-4 four and four Carolina Panthers for a 1 p.m. Eastern start at Bank of America Stadium. The Patriots are 0-3 against NFC teams, while the Panthers are 2-0 versus AFC teams. New England is 3-0 on the road this season. Panthers coach Matt Rule said Friday that he was hopeful both Sam Darnold and Christian McC- Caffrey will play today after seeing them in practice this week. It looks like both will go for the Panthers, although we don't know what type of workload McCaffrey will have, but Sam Darnold has cleared concussion protocol. Patriots quarterback Mac Jones leads all rookies in completions, completion percentage, passing yards, TD passes, and rating. Jones is trying to become the first rookie quarterback since Dak Prescott in 2016 to win his first four road starts. Carolina quarterback 
cornerback. Stephon Gilmore helped the Patriots win a Super Bowl and was the NFL's defensive player of the year just two years ago. Gilmore had an interception in his first game with the Panthers last week while playing just 17 snaps. Keep your eye on anytime touchdown score. Patriots running back Damian Harris has four straight games with a rushing TD, the longest streak by a Patriots player since Rex Burkhead scored four straight in 2017. Back to the Don Best screen. We show New England as it just opened as a two and a half point favorite on a road with a total of 43 and a half. Uh, and public has been on New England, moves the number up to three minus 15 currently in sports interaction. Total dropped a little bit, 41 and a half over. David, this game should have been played last week because we know that uh, Sam Darnold sees ghosts when he uh, goes up against Bill Belichick defenses. Yeah, that Halloween theme was ideal for him. Too. I, ideal I for this game. Schedule I don't know how schedule makers you, missed this. Yeah, they yeah. missed it. The NFL <laughs> just outright missed it. Um, hey, we have a couple of question marks in the defensive uh, front seven for the Patriots, including Dante Hightower, uh, also Kyle Van Noy, all listed as questionable. There's nobody actually listed as out for the Patriots. Uh, as far as the Panthers are concerned, some question marks with Sam Donald likely to play he was limited this week and here is the official latest update from adam schefter uh reporting that christian mccaffrey is expected to play against the patriots but this will still likely come down to a game time decision so tune in because we are going to get those uh ins and outs within the next uh, hour i believe i think it's 12 o'clock officially uh and we will know exactly who is playing and that's a big one for the panthers does do you, do you really think it's go, it's going to matter, Dave? I mean, uh, to me, I, I get the feeling that of course it matters. He's one of the best yeah, playmakers in the NFL. I, yeah. yeah, I understand it. I mean, it, it matters in the way that, of course, it matters because you got one of the best players in the league now going to play, but banged up, not going to sure he's going to be a hundred percent. New England gets has the feeling about it that. It's getting better. Its defense is getting better. Mac Jones is looking better. Josh McDaniels is letting open up the play, letting him do more things. But let's not forget that Belichick is, yeah, this is what he makes a career of going against quarterbacks like this. He's 3 0 against a spread against Darnold. He's won by 14, 33, and 35 points. Um, I, this this game was uh, I I kind of like New England here. I don't like laying points on the road. I do lean, lean to New England, and you know possibly if you could tease them up to plus three, plus three and a half, I might even like them in a teaser. They're not going to lose this game. Okay, well, 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 hang on. I wouldn't I wouldn't make those whoa, uh, those whoa, absolute. They're not going to lose this game. Okay, so the Patriots are three point favorites uh, in Carolina right now. What's this on a neutral field, Steve? The Patriots are what six. Six and a half point favorites on a neutral field are that much better than the Panthers? Uh, he, well, I'm not so sure you're going to give three anymore. You're probably giving two and a half now to the home okay, team. Okay, let's even say yeah, five. Yeah, so and I'm, a I'm half. making them five. I'm making them four and a half, five points better than Carolina Panthers right now. I mean, what, who's Carolina really, I mean, really beat? I mean, I go through their. Uh, Go yeah. through go through their record. They haven't really done much against anybody. No, but their their pass defense has been good at home this season, only yielding two ten point five yards uh, per game. And uh, again, last week uh, we we talked about it on the show, Steve. You took it. I should have taken it. I was kicking myself and said I latched onto the Jacksonville Jaguars, which was an enormous mistake. But uh, I did like the Patriots plus the points because we all talked about it. The Chargers can't stop the run. 
But this could be potentially if Sam Darnold, well, he'll be playing, and if Christian McCaffrey's back, that opens up a lot more of what they want to do offensively because this team just looked different with Christian McCaffrey in the lineup. And I know they played a cream puff schedule at the beginning of the, of the season, but they're a different offense with that guy in that lineup, and it just does so much more what they you've can got do one guy. You've got one guy on the field that can hurt you. Jeez, if I could only have one coach, one coach out there that could design a way, scheme a way to – Stop one single guy in an offense. Wonder who that There's coach a would be. There's a couple players on this team. Yeah. yeah it's not Sam Darnold or P.J. DJ Tucker. Moore is an who, excellent receiver. Who, I will say that uh, P.J. Walker uh, did uh, did fool us a little bit when he was the best quarterback in the XFL. We, I mean, he did fool us. AAF. He's not. He no. I think it was the XFL. I I thought it was AAF too. And then I read hmm. something this week. It was XFL. Maybe they don't know. We oh. don't know. Nobody knows. Those two leagues have just combined to meld at the one. Uh, Dave, I just retwe- I just retweeted Steve's uh, tweet from October 10th because he just said if there was one coach who can figure it out. Uh, quote from Stephen Rapp, Outhouse Money, 44, October 10th. Fire. Maybe Belichick isn't the genius he once was. I just retweeted oh, it. No. Uh, Steve was just saying what a genius Bill Belichick was. <laughs> That was a hot take at the time, and okay. uh, it still I might just be. Because I, mean... I knew. I... <laughs> Wait, the more concerning part, and and I actually probably will be contacting the police right after this, is yeah. why are you holding on to my old tweets? I like, didn't. I just looked easily... it up. Really? What do you, you think I do? That the... you? I just remember you tweet? tweeting it. Oh, that's that's concerning. That I have a memory? And PJ Walker was It'd be XFL concerning if I confirmed. didn't. It was XFL? Sorry. Yeah. X, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah. I do think those are melded into one now. I, I, I took the Panthers plus the points here on at the bar because I just can't Ooh, trust the Patriots wow. yet as favorites on, on, on the road. I just can't. I think two teams going. I think like two teams. Here. So I think two no, teams. No, I don't love it that uh, much. I don't love it that much. And I, it's at three now, and it was been at two and a half all weeks. I'm not sure yeah. that I would love it that much either. But uh, I would take the side bet if if uh, George wanted it. No, I don't because no. McCaffrey's okh. uh, it's his status, and he's not 100. percent If he was 100, never shame a guy for not making a bet he doesn't yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to one more game before we get to Phil Gray. It's the five and two Buffalo Bills at the one and six Jacksonville Jaguars for a one p.m. Eastern start at TIAA Bank Field. Buffalo has won five of six since an opening loss to Pittsburgh when the Jaguars haven't won on U.S. soil in over 120 days. Their lone win was in Miami in foggy London town. The Bills rank sixth against the run and allowed just one 100-yard rusher, Tennessee's Derrick Henry, in seven games. Jacksonville has the NFL's fourth-worst passing defense at 278.1 yards allowed per game, but are slightly better at home, giving up 267.3 passing yards per game. This is a game, and it's a battle of the Josh Allens. Jacksonville standout pass rusher Josh Allen is coming off his first multi-sack performance in two years, while Buffalo's Josh Allen has six straight games with at least two touchdown passes. Allen and Jacksonville's Allen were the seventh overall pick in consecutive drafts, and they've never met, apparently. You're welcome. Keep your eye on Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence, who has four interceptions when pressured this season, tied for second most in the NFL. The Bills have pressured opponents at the fourth highest rate this season at 33%. So uh, Josh Allen on Jacksonville will be rushing the quarterback Josh Allen on Buffalo. Correct. And, and they correct. Josh Allen can tackle Josh Allen. They, I, no, you know what? I think at, at the, at, no, I think at the end of the day today, they still might not have met. 
that <laughs> that it still might not. Okay, be. yeah, it's a possibility. Um, Buffalo Open is a ten and a half point favorite on the road. Total of fifty. Uh, that number, Buffalo big play, public play. We'll hear from Phil. He needs the Jaguars. Buffalo now fourteen and a half. Uh, total forty eight and a half. I see some fifteen and a halfs on the board. Oof. I think if you like fourteen and a half, you got to lay it because it might still keep going up, gentlemen. Yes, yes. Uh, Spencer Brown will miss this game for the Buffalo Bills uh, starting tackle. Dawson Knox, who's been a really useful tight end for the Bills, he's going to miss this game uh, again. He's He's been battling a hand injury uh, out for this game. Also, everybody's favorite uh, unvaccinated receiver, Cole Beasley, is a question mark with a rib injury. Jacksonville sideline quickly. Only one listed as questionable, and it's a big one. James Robinson is a game-time decision. He's nursing a heel injury, and there's been a lot of different reports saying that he is likely to play, uh, but yes, uh, banged up and uh, kind of put in that same Christian McCaffrey category as far as production. They're not sure if he if he will play, how much he actually will play. If you're hoping to uh, lean on the fade to TD, uh, t- two touchdown favorites coming off two touchdown wins, which a lot of people would. They're not, they can't win back to back like that. Actually, those teams are 23, 12, and one covered at 66%. So that's not a good way to do it. Also, that also includes, uh, if you remember just a few weeks ago, uh, Bill's 40 nothing, 40 nothing win over Texans was following up a two touchdown win. Uh, Bill's of have won five games they're they're they've won by 15 18 22 35 and 40 they can cover this number with their eyes closed mm-hmm. again i mean I, I i tweeted you wanted to think of two things i tweeted out george you know you didn't retweet um urban meyer could have at least dressed as a coach last year for halloween because he just doesn't look like he cares out there mm. Uh, he does wear his emotions sometimes on his face a little too much. But uh, the one thing I do like, I did lay the points against the Bills, which I hate laying so many points in the NFL, 14 and a half at the bar. What I do like here, guys, is under the 48 and a half. I just don't know how Jacksonville is going to score today, especially with James Robinson potentially out. Sure, Carlos Hyde is a suitable backup. But I don't know how. You want the that Jags red flag there, though, game. George? I'm going to throw a red flag there on the play. You know, you know how why I would red flag that? I don't think the Bills care about your total and running up to score and scoring points. If you remember, there was absolutely no reason for them to cover that line against Miami. They could have taken a knee. Instead, they go in for a touchdown on a corner fade. They don't care about your total. I'm telling you right now. They're up well, by. I hope 30. not, Steve. Yeah. They don't care about I hope your teams total, aren't George. playing worried about the total when they're playing Jacksonville. Games. Yeah, Jacksonville team total 17, George. Are we going under that number? No, I, I would not like to go under that, but uh, that that's my that's my reasoning behind it. I just I think they're going to struggle big time today, mm-hmm. and if they can't get it done against the Seahawks in Seattle, which is a tough place to play, but they're back in the confines of Jacksonville. I'm sure there'll be a ton of Bills fans there today too in Jacksonville cheering on. The Buffalo Bills. All right. Uh, he is the head of trading operations for Sports Interaction. We say good morning to our dear, dear friend, our pal, Phil Gray. Phil, good morning. How are you? I'm very well, George. Thanks for having me. Some breaking news in uh, Miami. Chua has just been ruled out. Jacoby Brissett is in. That line is dropping as we speak. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, Congratulations to Phil Gray. Yeah, Adam Schefter just tweeting out, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa has a small fracture in his middle finger of his throwing hand and has not recovered enough to allow him to start today's game against the Texans per league sources. Jacoby Brissett now is expected to be the Dolphins starter today. Great stuff. 
Mr. Phil Gray. Are people frantically clicking on sports interaction and betting the Texans now? They already were, so there was quite a lean on them to begin with, and uh, say that line's dropping a full point now to four and a half. Uh, probably going to get down to four, I think, uh, in the next couple of minutes. Jump on it, uh, Phil. Phil, thanks for breaking that news. Uh, we just get you a Twitter account followed by all of the NFL. Uh, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, Phil Gray, uh, Buffalo Bills, fourteen and a half over two touchdowns. Are we? Can you get anybody to bet Jacksonville? Or is that number keep getting pushed out? No surprise there. Buffalo's in every parlay, both on the spreads with some teasers and also straight up at minus 1,100. They'll be in there with all the other phases on the parlays. That'll be uh, one of the biggest uh, concerns of the day. On that same topic, uh, outside of Stephen Rapp, who else is betting the Denver Broncos today in Dallas? Uh, not too many people. I just went to 10 on that, actually. I was at 9.5, seeing 10.5 out there. Some books... Uh, not uh, not a lot of Denver love either straight up or on the spread. Again, Dallas is going to be in all the same parlays as Buffalo, so uh, we'll be sitting mm. on those ones. Um, Phil, when it comes to this uh, Packers and Chiefs line, yeah, um, yeah, where where is Aaron Rodgers up there with moving a line? Because we talked about it on the show. Tom Brady's obviously Tom Brady, but there's so much talent on the offensive side of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I'm sure they could go one week without Tom Brady, but uh, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers have to be the biggest line movers in the NFL, are they not? Yeah, and uh, you know that's kind of was an unprecedented move, and a lot of people on Twitter I was seeing tweeting out that it was an overreaction move. Full touchdown because we were down to pick at that point when uh, the Aaron Rodgers news came out. Up to seven now, seven and a half out there. We have a lot of Green Bay money to make up, though, because uh, at the very beginning, uh, prior to the Rodgers announcement, uh, everybody was on Green Bay. Ninety-five percent of bets on the spread and straight up. So it's going to be some decent middles in there, but they're starting to come back on ten on uh, Kansas City right now. Steve said that wasn't a wise move for some of the betters, but uh, I don't question the betters. I just follow the money. I think I called it stupid, but anyways, thanks for you know, everybody's everybody's listening to what I have to say today and previously. This is all very. We're just holding you accountable. Okay, that's I was fine. just trying to improve your diction, Steve. You know. Thank, I mean, thank you. you. Okay, uh, Phil. Uh, interesting one. Chargers been a small number all week against the Eagles. Um, Eagles off a win against Detroit, a blow win, but uh, it's not that impressive. Chargers haven't looked that good in the last couple of weeks. Um, Chargers look easy, yet that number keeps fluctuating. What do you see in there? Yeah, as I was saying earlier to you uh, this morning, that'll be the uh, the biggest liability of the morning of the uh, actual of the day right now for me. I'm going to need the Eagles in a big way again. Uh, nothing on them for straight up or on the spread. I'm a full point off the Don Best as you can screen them at minus two. Hmm. Hey, speaking of minus two, I see that number is dropping in that Cincinnati Bengals game. Is there is there Cleveland Browns love coming in? Is that why we're seeing that right now? Yeah, a lot of two-way action on that. We've seen some Cleveland money this morning. That's holding it uh, kind of steady. That'll be one of the games that uh, I've actually got quite, balanced quite well this morning. Uh, one of the few. Hey, Phil, one game I see moving today this morning, I didn't even notice it, kind of snuck under the radar here. Uh, Atlanta, New Orleans, now up to seven. That's a pretty big move. It was sitting six, six and a half most of the week. Uh, what's pushing the Saints money? Yeah, actually opened up five and a half. So uh, all Saints money and uh, on the spread as well. They, on the money line as well. They'll be in a lot of parlays as well. Uh, right now, you know, Atlanta plus 244. I'm uh, I'm uh, pretty much on the board there. And nothing straight up on them is yet. So it's driving the spread up seven and a half out there as well. Uh, Phil, we talked about this Panthers and Patriots game. What is New England on a neutral field? 
Well, uh, you know, Sam Darnold just ruled in about a half an hour ago. That was on three and a half, down to three. Uh, boy, on a, on a neutral field, uh, with Sam Darnold in, though, you'd have to say uh, pick, uh, I would think. Um, but uh, that dropped off three and a half, so you don't no longer the hook there with Sam Darnold in, back down to three, and that'll probably stay there. It'll kick off. Phil Gray is the head of training operations for Sports Interaction. Phil, a pleasure. Did you lose the bet with David that I didn't make a Steve Rapp alarm clock um, daylight savings time joke? <laughs> I wasn't listening, but that is a tradition, George, and I'm proud of you for not going. Yeah, you're, you're welcome, and I, I know you like the back of my I had hand. something uh, ready for you too, George. I had something yeah, ready no, for and you. You guys are so predictable that I just I know all of you from uh, doing this show for so many years, and I love all of you and all your weird little stuff. My question ways. was going to be, just quickly, like when you have a phone beside your bed, that's one thing, but when you have a big red clock at the other side of the room, you open your eyes, you see what time it is, you close your eyes, you don't have to go searching for your phone. I don't understand why it's such a thing for you, George. George, George, I kind of think with those back-to-back leaps, you've got the jammies out again and the, uh, the leaf blanket, Maple Leafs forever. Hey, listen, Just, uh, big one last night, back on, the, back on the cup Mitch run. Marner looks like Mitch Marner again. Austin Matthews got the confidence. Right. Jack Campbell playing uh, in a no, Team USA please. at the Olympics level. Watch out. Watch out for those Leafs. <laughs> All right, we got to run. Thanks, pal. <laughs> See you next week, guys. All right, we got to run. Uh, Todd Furman from the Bet the, Board Co- Bet the Board Podcast, CBS Sports HQ, straight ahead. We'd love to hear from you as well. Shoot us a text, 590-590. Name and location, what you love today and the why. It's Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Todd nailed a couple of first-half unders for you last week. You know, we'll go to one of the bigger games in the afternoon slate. A lot of these numbers, unfortunately, guys, have been beat up some, but there still is some value to go under 24 in the first half between Tampa and New Orleans. I think this is a Saints team that's going to go out there, be run heavy. Uh, I'll also go under in the first half with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Do shop around. There are a couple of rogue 21s that are out there. These are two teams play at a snail's pace early on. There's a high level of familiarity. Stay tuned for more Todd goodness. Back to Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker on the Sportsnet Radio Network. 1103 in Toronto on Sportsnet 590, the fan. 903 in Calgary on Sportsnet 960. 803 in Vancouver on Sportsnet 650. It's Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker along the Sportsnet Radio Network. He joins us every week. He is Todd you, Furman of the Bet the Board You don't have podcast. to grease him like that. He's already taken the job, George. You don't have to grease him like you did going Listen, into this. Listen, he takes time out of his busy Sunday to join us, and we appreciate Todd and his wisdom and his knowledge. Todd, good morning. How are you? <laughs> doing well this morning, gentlemen. How are you boys doing? All right, Todd. A couple questions right off the hop here. Uh, are, is Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes the biggest line movers in the NFL today? When you look at it, so much of quarterback value is about the guy sitting waiting in the wings. And I think we'll get a much better indication today of exactly what Aaron Rodgers means to the Green Bay Packers in the overall setting. I mean, years past Aaron Rodgers, when he missed time, you could have made the case that he was worth 10 to 10 and a half points because they really didn't have a capable or competent backup. Enter Jordan Love. If you were to go out there, have an adequate performance, you can say that it's actually less than a touchdown going forward. But Patrick Mahomes to Chad Henney, in my opinion, isn't nearly as pronounced as what you're going to see today from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. And I think when you go up and down the board and you look around the rest of the National Football League, I'd make the case that Lamar Jackson 
Watson is arguably the most valuable just because the Ravens don't have somebody with his skill sets and qualifications behind him if Lamar was going to miss an extended period of time. Good morning, Todd. Let's just start at the uh, top of the board here. Uh, we've got Terod Taylor now, and we have Jacoby Brissett uh, for Min- uh, Miami. That number has been as high as seven now to four and a half. With the announcement of those two quarterbacks, which way do you think the number should be? Is it correct now at four and a half? Yeah, I think the number's done a good job of correcting itself. The big question that you have to ask is how prepared is Jacoby Brissett to step in as the starting quarterback? It's one thing if you're going to rule out your starter on a Monday and Brissett took all the first-team reps. It's a little bit of a different dynamic than we're seeing unfold here in Miami. And that's part of the reason you've also seen some under money come in as well. I don't think anything the Houston Texans do on the offensive side of the ball really scare you. But at the same time, I mean, this was a team that won its season opener with Tyrod Taylor, had a chance to beat the Cleveland Browns outright as a double-digit underdog before he was shelled so there's a lot of optimism this team will be significantly more competent at the quarterback spot but in my opinion the dynamics around that team have changed they've lost a couple of their weapons I can see making a case to go under the total at 45 I just don't know where the big plays will come from and I think that's probably the best way to attack this game uh, at this current juncture Todd, let's continue to talk quarterbacks. Uh, late start, uh, late window. It's the 425 Eastern start with the 49ers and Cardinals. Uh, this Kyler Murray situation, does it kind of scream very similar to what we saw last week with Dak Prescott and the question marks and the question marks? And then everybody's like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. He's not going to play. Do we know anything more than that? Oh, 100%. I think when you look at the betting markets, we've talked about it at great lengths, guys, as long as I've been doing this show. And the reality of it is the betting market knows before a lot of the general public does. This number doesn't go to San Francisco minus three, minus four. If Kyler Murray is truly a game-time decision, if that was the case, I think you keep it in the dead zone in that two-and-a-half range. But money has started to move that market and growing speculation that not only will he miss this game, but the DeAndre Hopkins could as well. But on the other side for San Francisco, they're not exactly going into this contest with their full complement of weapons, you know, 100% healthy. All the talk is about Elijah Mitchell being banged up, Debo Samuel and George Kittle potentially being on snap counts. So I think if you're trying to advocate for laying the points with the 49ers now, you're doing yourself a disservice. If anything, Colt McCoy can step in, and I think there's a little bit of value on them as the underdog. Again, I'll look to go under the total here. I think both of these offenses could be operating in fits and spurts. You have two very capable defenses and not a ton of potential playmakers being out on the field today. Todd Furman from the Bet the Board podcast and CBS Sports HQ joining us here on Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker along the Sportsnet radio network. Uh, ask Phil Gray, I want to ask you the same question here, Todd. Patriots three-point favorites on the road in Carolina. What are they on a neutral field? Five and a half, six? Yeah, I mean, it's a big, it's a great question, and I think when you look at Carolina, it's trying to figure out what this team is when they're actually healthy. With Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey out there, their offense is a little bit more dynamic than what we've seen in recent weeks. We know that Carolina, from a defensive standpoint, a top five, top eight unit, depending on what metrics you're looking at, uh, but I would say it's a, it's fair to say New England probably in that four and a half, five range on a neutral. That may be a touch rich. One thing I will say with this game, Carolina has been one of the sharper game day moves we've seen so far this morning. All the three and a half kind of evaporating from the market, trending towards three. Probably not a game that I'm running to bet, knowing that Bill Belichick is better at scheming to take out one potential weapon and that Sam Darnold has typically struggled to diagnose his defenses. But at the same time, I'm not running to lay points with the Patriots on the road in their second straight road game for an offense that I think you know could struggle to move the ball for extended stretches. 
Todd, when your quarterback admits that he sees ghosts against the Bill Belichick defense, probably not a good place to have your money, I would say. Um, Los Angeles Chargers, Philadelphia Eagles. I talked to Phil. This is his biggest decision of the day. He's going to need the Eagles. This line seems pretty short. Uh, Is it a fish number here, Los Angeles minus two? You know, I don't think it's truly a fish number. I can tell you earlier this week, you saw money from professional bettors come in on Philadelphia, driving this number closer to pick him. But that's a broken record. And I think we've been able to save professional money on Philadelphia nearly every single week uh, over the last couple of years. From an X's and O's standpoint, you almost wonder if the Chargers were to drop this game, you know, how much does it change the narrative to how good this team was early in the season, that Justin Herbert and Brandon Staley were going to be the heir apparent to AFC West dominance while Kansas City struggled. I'm not sure Jonathan Gannon's defense does enough to really slow down the Chargers. They're rather simplistic and vanilla in their back seven. It's a lot different dynamic than what Herbert had to go through dealing with the Baltimore Ravens before the bye and some of the blitz schemes up front in the zone coverage behind it last week against New England. This, for me, almost feels like a get-right game for the Chargers. You couldn't pay me to back the Eagles in this spot in the wake of a 38-point victory against the much-maligned Detroit Lions, but I do respect the money I've seen in Philadelphia, so I'll watch this game and see what we can gather from these two teams. Hey, speaking of line movers, Todd, in that Sunday nighter with Derrick Henry, who has arguably been the MVP or at least a top two or three candidate out, uh, what's the drop-off between that and your Adrian Peterson or Jeremy Nichols or, or somebody in that situation? Are you, are you looking at uh, you know, uh, uh, two, three points? What is it for a star running back? You know, it's definitely a game changer when you look at what Derrick Henry has meant to the Titans rushing attack over the last couple seasons. If you go back to 2019, there's not a single player in the NFL that's accounted for more than 70% of his team's rushing yards. And to put that in perspective, when we look at the Joe Mixons, the Nick Chubbs, and Dalvin Cooks, none of those guys are even in the 60s. So that's what Derrick Henry's workload has looked like as a key cog. So much of what Tennessee wants to do as far as their passing concepts are built off of play action. And if the Rams don't respect Adrian Peterson or Jeremy McNichols, it's going to make it much easier to scheme behind them. Now, there is an interesting dynamic brewing in this game, and we'll see what happens as we get closer to kickoff. Jalen Ramsey's been dealing with a knee injury, and if he's unable to go or at all limited, it's going to allow the Titans to take advantage of Julio Jones and A.J. Brown on the outside. Matthew Stafford hasn't been 100% dealing with a back injury in his own right. And while you do wonder what the Titans have left at the tank, giving a grueling three-week stretch, this could almost be an all-in effort. And at 7.5, I would actually lean towards the Titans. But I think over the next Mm. couple of weeks, we're going to get a much better indication of exactly what Derrick Henry means to this offense. I'm just not sure taking this price from 6 through the key number of 7 out to 7.5 is warranted even for a starting running back, uh, given his value. Todd, two favorites uh, today are coming off a bye. The Raiders in Jersey to square off against the Giants and the Ravens at home against the Vikings. The Ravens are fantastic off a bye under John Harbaugh. And the Raiders now with a new coach, they've sucked coming off their bye for years and years and years now. How much do you take that into consideration in your handicapping when one team is really good off a bye and one absolutely isn't? I think it's worth factoring in a little bit, especially when you have coaches that have an established track record. Now, in regards to the Vikings, you have conflicting trends there because you can also make the case that Mike Zimmer is one of the best in the NFL from an against-the-spread standpoint off a loss, going 32-16-1 against the number. And they were about as disappointing a team as you were going to find last week, uh, given how ill-prepared they were to deal with Cooper Rush. The offense was rather vanilla, and that's a game you have to win if you're the Vikings, should you want to stay in the NFC mix. 
What's interesting about John Harbaugh, he's talked about during the bye week, getting back to some of the basics, being able to establish running backs. This is the kind of opponent they can do it again, especially as the Vikings downgraded Michael Pierce earlier this week, so they're without a run stopper in the middle. But at six and a half, I don't think you're stealing. As far as the Raiders-Giants, if you guys can play psychologist and find a way inside of that Raiders locker room, you're all smarter than I am. You wonder if the kind of unfortunate off-field situation that's unfolded with one of their teammates uh, will have this group rallied together or can provide a little bit more of a fissure. The Giants, short week coming home. They haven't been great, you know, especially playing in their own building. For me, this is one of the tougher games to handicap, and I really don't have a strong feel either way, unfortunately. Todd, it should be a surprise to nobody that on Halloween last week, the rotting corpse of Ben Roethlisberger rose from the grave and was able to get a win. But now this week at home on Monday night against the Bears, and a total that's 39 right now, six and a half seems a lot of points in this one. Would you agree? Yep, I'm right there with you. You talk about a team that's been notorious in the past for beating teams they should in the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've been outstanding as an underdog, especially in the division, and they've been as equally as big a disaster when they're laying points. We saw it already earlier this season when they got Geno Smith in his debut. They weren't able to find separation against the Seahawks and had to hold on to win that game for dear life in overtime this number i think you know could trend even closer to seven we do see one seven available out here in the desert right now and with justin field showing his elusiveness and his ability to extend plays with his legs let's see if bill laser is as aggressive with his play calling here i know it didn't result in a win last weekend but a little bit more reason to be optimistic about this bears offense i know it'll be tough sledding against the steelers defense but would it shock anybody if this game was 20 to 17 or 20 to 14 with the bears being able to get you to the window Todd, on the Bet the Board podcast, you guys talked about New England, Carolina, first half under. Uh, That was on Thursday, but what's on your card here on this Sunday morning? Yeah, but it's a game you're exactly right. We went under 21. Still some 20 and a halfs out there. It loses a little bit of luster, but I actually think Christian McCaffrey being upgraded helps because it should allow Carolina to move the sticks a little bit rather than getting pinned inside their 20-yard line on every possession. Not a whole lot, to be quite honest. Uh, dabbled on the Browns earlier this morning at plus three on the bye, laid $1.25 there. I uh, would say on the money line, I think there's a little bit of value at plus 110 or better. But those are the only two full positions. Uh, I can tell you there's been an appetite from some of the value seekers out there to take the Broncos plus 10. We made the numbers substantially shorter on a neutral. The problem for me is numbers are one part of the handicap, but I hate the on-field matchup, so it wasn't enough to get me to the window. But that'll be one of the sharper games you see with the Broncos catching double digits against the Cowboys team that really has no home field advantage to speak of. Was it sharp action, Todd, or was it me uh, t- tweeting that out about 9.30 a.m.? Which, which well, if you're was. tweeting it out at 9.30 a.m., keep driving that number down because I'd be happy to lay the Cowboys before the close, Steve. So I appreciate <laughs> you doing the good Lord's work on a Sunday morning. You really are Robin Hood for the sports betting community. My pleasure. Anything I can do to help. <laughs> Todd Furman from the Bet the Board podcast and CBS Sports HQ. Todd, always a pleasure. Talk to you next week, pal. You, you got it, gents. Best of luck with your picks today. Uh, Everything is moving, especially with that news that Jacoby Brissett is now under center for Miami today instead of Tua Tungabailoa against the lowly, lowly Houston Texans. David, I think you want to do something before the break here. Yeah, quickly, we and Todd kind of confirmed my, my thought process with this. Let's lock in the Los Angeles Chargers at minus two on the road in Philadelphia. I like that number under that field goal mark. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to be on that too, Dave. I'm just wondering. Uh, Robin Hood, stop it. Stop it, I'm Robin Hood. I'm just wondering that uh, sports interaction sitting too. Everybody else is 
pick. So I'm just going to wait and see if I'm going to get a bit. Phil comes back to the market there at all. Uh, he said this is the biggest need. He might not, but I uh, will wait and see. Okay. Uh, plenty of games still to preview, including the primetime matchups. We'd love to hear what you like as well. Shoot us a text, 590-590, name and location, what you love today, and the why. We'll give you those texts when we give you our picks at around 1220-ish p.m. Eastern time. And don't forget, we'll take a spin around Prop City with our pal Connor Allen from 4for4.com and the Move the Line podcast. It's Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker along the Sportsnet radio network. Sports. Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Just gonna stand there and watch me burn. Well, that's all right because I like the way it hurts. Just gonna The Packers travel to Arrowhead to face the Chiefs and won't have Aaron Rodgers under center because of COVID-19. So, Aaron, have you been vaccinated against the smallpox, polio, the measles, rubella, and the mumps? Yeah, I've been immunized. I'm not sure what that means. Back to Inside the Lines with Rap, Bastel, and Russ. hates me, and I love it. Wait, where you going? Eleven twenty-four in Toronto, nine twenty-four in Calgary, eight twenty-four in Vancouver. It's inside the lines. Brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker along the Sportsnet Radio Network. Yeah, we'll preview that Packers and Chiefs game coming up. The four o'clock window. We still need to wrap up the one o'clock window. We'll hear from Connor Allen, Senior Director of Betting at Four for Four dot com, and the co-host of the Move the Line podcast at around twelve thirty-five p.m. Eastern Time. But before all of that, and your text at five ninety five ninety name and location, what you love today, and the why, Mister Stephen Rapp has a lock. What do you got for us, Rapp? Steve, I think, I think he's having some uh, issues here, George, with his microphone. He just gave me a hand signal. Now he's completely frozen. So uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, it you guys for are him still instead. on Zoom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why? Because oh, yeah. <laughs> he likes like, to honestly, look at me. Like, honestly, why? Uh, he likes to look at me. Um, he's going to say uh, he likes the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, plus the points, I believe, is what he's going to say. So, oh, because James Robinson's officially I could be lying there. Okay. <laughs> or he likes them straight up. I could be up. sarcastically lying, yeah. He likes them straight up on the money line. All right. Uh, Steve is somewhere. <laughs> yes, he does. He's... <laughs> He's locked away somewhere. We'll hopefully figure out his microphone in a second. But, uh, Dave, we have lots of games to preview, and let's dive back let's into those previews with the 4-4 four and four Cleveland Browns at the 5-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals for a 1 p.m. Eastern start at Paul Brown Stadium. The Browns have won five of the last six in this series, including both matchups last season, but the Bengals have been victorious in nine of the last 15. Cleveland is the best rushing team in the NFL at 5.16 yards per carry, while Cincinnati is seventh best against the run by giving up 94.4 yards per game. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow has three straight games with three touchdown passes. The Browns have allowed 17 touchdowns down passes this season, which is third most in the NFL. Burrow had three TD throws in each of his games against Cleveland last season. The Bengals have scored on 80%, 18 of 20 of red zone possessions, and the Browns 84.6%, 22 of 26. Keep your eye on Browns defensive end Miles Garrett, who leads the NFL with 10 and a half sacks. Garrett had two sacks in his last meeting between these teams. 
Good morning, and I'm back uh, here to say that the which game were I know you guys were worried about it. Which game? Which Cincinnati Bengals? Which Cincinnati, right? Yes. The Bengals uh, going back to Don Best screen. The Cincinnati was a three-point favorite to open a total of 45. Now Cleveland money has moved that down to uh, number to a two-point favorite. Cincinnati, uh, the total 47 and a half. And and uh, before you do that, can I lock something in because uh, I was going to do that before the Jacksonville money line. No, I'm going to lock in. I'm going to buy the half a point. Going to go Chargers minus one and a half by the half, which is minus a 115 right now. Okay. Dave, you're wishing you did that, didn't you? Aren't you? Don't, don't you? The two points? The two such a dead number anyway. Does it really matter? Uh, Can I just say I hate that we buy the half point? I me too. I absolutely hate that we do it. And Steve it. does it more it. than all of us. I well, because you were allowed, because you made the rules. But we're, minus 130. Right, no, Why but wouldn't I take advantage of it? We only did that because of our props, because we didn't want to go below one thirty in prop picks. But we're not. We're not. No, we okay, went. Anyway. We didn't want to go above one thirty in anything. You have made the rules. I am okay, playing by them. But a spread is never a regular spread is never going to be below one thirty. What? A regular did, spread. A regular spread of what? You what? You're never like going to see any spread. You're never going to see about. minus. You're not ever going to see minus two and a half, minus thirty. Below minus 30, 130. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, You're not making any sense. Let's move on to this game. Uh, Quick. (laughs) Okay, so the Raiders are minus three. Okay, let's say, for instance, they'll never be minus 135 as a minus three-point favorite. We just don't see that because the numbers move so much. Anyway. We will see that. We absolutely will see that number. They move the the money on numbers, especially especially around the three and the seven, where you're going to see numbers move uh, towards it. I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to find one for you right now. Okay, if there okay. isn't one on the board right now, uh, I, I probably not say, last week either. Well, you got go two ahead. and a half minus twenties out there. You have three minus twenty fives yeah. out there. Um, so now you're, you're I said three, below minus one thirty. You said you mean above minus one thirty is what you mean. Right. Yes. Right. Above minus one. Well, we're, yep. we're, I'm telling you that we're approaching that with minus 15s and minus 25s. Uh, there is a that's big book not, that's set in three minus 25. Minus 135, Anyways, minus We're wasting time here, gentlemen. Saying. It's a legitimate okay, go ahead. wager based on our okay. rules. Sure. Uh, Jack Conklin will miss this game. Yeah, Jack Conklin will miss this game, guys, uh, for the Cleveland Browns. That's the big injury. Of course, Odell Beckham is no longer with the team. Not sure why. Uh, That's not NFL. really an injury. That's a Dude, does, that ma- does that matter to any – like, other than the one catch on Sunday night football against yeah, Dallas. That was like five years ago. Yeah, yeah five years ago. Can you tell me, tell me what else he's ever done in this game? I mean, like – Steve, he was uh, literally statistically the best receiver in the NFL when he was with the Giants. Five many, uh, anyway, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, uh, really? Harrison Bryant's a question. He was. Mark. Okay, yeah. anyway, uh, Clowney is a question mark. Denzel Ward's a question mark. Uh, let's see what else. Bingles. Chris Evans is a question mark. Uh, that's just a backup uh, running back. Either than that, guys, uh, fairly healthy on the Bengals sidelines. Steve, he, here's a number that that's got to regress to the mean at some point in time. Uh, Kevin Stefanski is his teams have never actually covered a division game. They're zero and seven against the spread. What? I think that's just a, that's an anomaly. Yeah, he's zero and seven against the spread within the division in his career, which is. Which is weird. Um, I gotta believe that uh, 
this is this is this. I've gone back and forth with this game. I I got to think that just taking the points in this divisional matchup is the way to go. I, I am I'm leaning towards Cleveland. If I am correct, yes, I put. I'm gonna you're gonna hear them in a teaser at some point, which is the six and a half point teaser. I'll take Cleveland plus nine in that teaser along with the Rams. I lean there, but it's it's a, it's a tough one to go to the window with uh, Cleveland. If I'm going to play Cleveland there, I'd play them in the money line. To be honest with you, I don't really think I need the points if I have if they're going to win this game. Uh, obviously, uh, a lot of people were burned by the Bengals last week, losing to the New York Jets as their survivor pools went down in flames. Is this is this an instance where David that was a total look ahead spot for the Bengals? But who are the Bengals to have a look ahead spot against anybody? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, good point. You know what? But this Bengal team isn't uh, the Bengal teams of past years. I think this is actually um, uh, one of these. You know, maybe the beginning of a of a nice five year run could be even higher than that. But this is a game they've been circling for a bit. Uh, this is the first head to head Ohio matchup. Um, this is a pretty big deal, and I and I think it's time for a little brother to step up to the plate as well. Yeah, well, I think they're both little brothers, to be honest, in this division. I don't think there's a okay, big bully. Okay, one's littler than the other. I don't know. I mean, I think they're really? both like they, they both were like they both came out as a second child. It, somehow they both came out second. I have no idea how that worked. <laughs> Cincinnati's been bad against the rush run the last five weeks. Cleveland's getting healthy in the rushing department. Nick Chubb's having healthy again. I. And this is a toss-up game, but I think that Cleveland can run the ball on them, and 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 I think the uh, the one uh, what do you, I don't even know what you can properly say anymore. I think the one little brother is going to beat up on the other little brother. You can decide which one is which. They're both little brothers. Yeah, and and, and this one's tough, right? Because it, it's it's finally uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is gone, and when you actually look at Cleveland as Who cares? a team. They're no, but they're playing bet. They've played better without Odell Beckham yes, in their lineup. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that potentially could be a big sigh of relief for Baker Mayfield. But that guy's playing hurt. And and again, you, either you like Baker or you don't. I like Baker's moxie, especially uh, when he took that big hit last week. But he's playing hurt and he's missing some throws he should be making. This should be a big dose of Nick Chubb. But the problem is, David, the Cincinnati Bengals are good against the run. They can stop the run. Uh, and this potentially is is a spot where they'll force Baker Mayfield to throw the football down the field. Will he be able to? And who the hell is he throwing it to? Uh, this is true. This is true. Last week, by the way, uh, the Bengals allowed Michael Carter 77 yards, which uh, was one of the higher totals of an opposition against the Bengals uh, this season. So uh, I, I like to think that the Bengals uh, looked at last week's Jet game as a, a little bit of a reality check, uh, they still have pretty good aspirations on a division title, and this is the kind of game they have to win if they truly are a new-look Bengal team and a, and a different Bengal team that we've seen in the past. Yeah, I, I guess I guess I'm teasing this one up to Cleveland plus nine, and I'm going to put it in with the Rams minus uh, minus one and a six-and-a-half-point teaser. You can lock that one in if you'd like, uh, Andrew. All right. Uh, Just so I don't have to go look in another 20 minutes to make sure the numbers haven't moved. Okay, let's move on to the 5-2 and two Las Vegas Raiders at the 2-6 and six New York Giants for a 1 p.m. Eastern kick 
at MetLife Stadium. Las Vegas has an NFL worst 3-15 and mark coming off a bye over the past 18 seasons and have been outscored by 20.5 points per game in losing their last four. The Raiders followed back-to-back double-digit losses with two straight double-digit wins for the first time since 1992. The Giants have won three of their last four against the Raiders and are coming off a season-high 10 penalties Monday night in Kansas City. New York running back Devontae Booker had a career-high 125 all-purpose yards against Kansas City last week, and he continued to be the number one back with Saquon Barkley dealing with an ankle injury. Keep your eye on the Raiders' pass rush. Las Vegas defensive end Max Crosby with two X's is among the league leaders with 16.5% pressure rate and 36 pressures, while Yannick Ngakwe had multiple sacks in two of his past three games. Uh, the Raiders open to an half-point road favorites, total 47.5. Interesting here, the public's been on the Raiders. Pushed the number to three, but there's been sharp resistance at three. And we're now seeing three minus 02 at Sports Interaction, three even elsewhere. And some two and a half minus 25s elsewhere on the Don Best screen. So if you're a public player that worries that uh, there is resistance from pro players on the other side of your number, this is one you might be looking at because the Giants are taking the sharp action here, David. Yeah, they certainly are. Saquon Barkley uh, will miss this game once again. Lorenzo uh, Carter will miss this game. Also, Sterling Shepard is back on the sidelines with a quad injury, will not play. John Ross is a question mark. Uh, he has a quad injury as well. Uh, Kenny Galladay is also uh, a question mark uh, moving into this game. As far as the Raiders are concerned, relatively healthy. Actually, you know what? The Raiders do not list a player on their official injury report. Yeah, and they're coming off the buy here as well. Short favorites coming off a buy uh, hit at uh, 58% of the time. Road favorites off a buy hit at 62% of the time. The Raiders qualify as both. I just don't think the Giants are really very good at anything. I mean, did, uh, Raiders' defense has looked at the last couple of weeks. They've looked a lot better on offense, more cohesive, uh, without John Gruden calling the shots. Uh, this team... Seems to have brushed off the things that happened with Gruden. We'll see if they uh, brush off what happened to them this week. Uh, tragedy, but uh, you know, move on. They're not going to have that guy to worry about anymore. So I, I kind of lean Las Vegas here, but the, the fact that the sharp money is against me slows me, slows the horses down on that one. Uh, I think, and it's crazy to say, uh, I think the Raiders are the most complete team in the AFC West from top to bottom. And that's insane to say as we head into week nine, because I don't think any of us... You're not that crazy, George. You're not that crazy to say. I think you're right. Yeah, because you you look at all the other teams in this division, they have a lot of warts on them, and the Raiders seemingly seem like they're they're one of the better teams. They're they're potentially a wildcard team. It's just, Mm. uh, I can't can't trust the Raiders. Can, Can they go through even more adversity? And Todd brought it up when he talked about it. If you could figure out what's going on in that locker room, because that was just a senseless tragedy losing Henry Ruggs the way they did. Just what an absolute knucklehead that guy is. How are they going to react, uh, react on the road here? And historically, they suck off the bye. Uh, they're 3-15 yeah. and 15 straight yeah. up over their last 18 games. I know Rick Passaccia, there, there's a new uh, guy in charge, and they played well for him. But this is just a spot, David, that I have. I This is one game I just want no part of because I just don't know what the Raiders are going to look like. I agree with you, Steve, that the Giants stink, but I have no idea what the Raiders are going to come out and look like. This who they, I mean, who are they going to throw the ball to as well? I, I, you're right. You have no idea what the Raiders are going to look like. But you know what? You had no idea what the Raiders were going to look like after the Gruden thing. They came out really good. You have no idea what it looks like. This team 
seems to it's resilient somehow resilient yeah. seems to play well you know and, and it seems Derek like Carr, it, uh, Derek freaking Carr is having a phenomenal year and nobody's talking about him top 5 in every offensive category last week he was oh, before the bye this completion percentage was absurd he was not missing any passes Derek Carr has been fantastic this season and nobody's talking about that David this is true. This is true. You just and talked you about it, what? George. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say quietly, very quietly, is Derek Carr a a, a quiet MVP dark horse? Because I, I think if the Raiders very, win this very division, dark. very dark horse, mm. very very dark horse. If they well, win the division, these numbers and he wins this division, and you got Henry out now. Mahomes does not look very That's great. The key. Uh, Brady had a down week last week. You yeah. have Allen, Kyler Murray, if he stays healthy, Tom Brady's right Matthew there. Stafford. Lamar Jackson. Okay, well, that's why, that's why you say end. dark horse. That's not why uh, you yeah. say dark horse. That's why you say value. Anybody? I mean, if he, ring, he runs the board, if Vegas were to run the board, yeah, he'd be a very viable candidate. You're not going to run the okay. board, but I'm just saying. Nobody would have thought that. Nobody would have Nobody. thought that. Nobody. Nobody. We got to move. We still have a ton of games to get to. Let's wrap up the one o'clock window with the three and four Atlanta Falcons at the two and five New Orleans Saints for a one p.m. Eastern start at Caesars Superdome. The Saints have gone twenty-one and nine against the Falcons since Sean Payton became head coach in two thousand six. New Orleans has won three straight in six of the last seven. This rivalry has included fifty-one games by decided by seven or fewer points. The Saints rushed for one hundred and fifty-two yards against Tampa last week, the most the Buccaneers have allowed this season. Season, while the Falcons' defense yielded a season-worst 203 rushing yards in that 19-13 home loss to the Panthers last Sunday. Atlanta rookie tight end Kyle Pitts has 33 catches for 484 yards and a touchdown. Pitts will face a Saints defense that is giving up just 5.06 yards per target to tight ends this season, which is third best in the NFL. New Orleans defensive end Cameron Jordan has sacks in consecutive games as well as a forced fumble last week. Jordan has 13 sacks and 14 tackles for a loss in his past seven games against the ATL. Keep your eye on Saints quarterback Trevor Simeon, who will start today and pass for 159 yards and a touchdown without a turnover in relief of Jameis Winston, who suffered that season-ending knee injury last week. Simeon has 5,540 passing yards and has scored 29 touchdowns, 28 passing, one rushing, and 25 career starts. Uh, the New Orleans Saints open five and a half point favorite in sports interaction total forty five and a half. The total has come down to forty three. We when we talked to Phil earlier. This game had hit seven. I was surprised to see it hit seven. It has now come back down to six and a half. As I mentioned, total forty three. Uh, Dave from Trevor Simeon, a ball basically a full touchdown favorite in his de- debut in a divisional game. Call me skeptical. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? And fair enough. Uh, hold that thought for a second. Kelvin Ridley will not play in this game uh, for the Falcons, which is key. We already know that situation. Josh Matthews also will not play. Uh, Ty Montgomery, Jameis Winston, Malcolm. Uh, those two are out. Malcolm Jenkins is a question mark. So is Peyton Turner. I, you know, I, I'm tempted to say Falcons in this situation, but then when I look at their head-to-head, Falcons one and six against the spread in their last seven meetings. Pretty sure Drew Brees was a quarterback. Quarterback there, not Trevor Simeon. Uh, yeah, I know, but 
There's just something I mean, about they, these two teams. Listen to that statement. It was Drew Brees, not Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon laying six points, six and a half points in his debut in a divisional game. Road underdogs under a TD, uh, under a TD have been money this season. Historically, road underdogs three and a half to six and a half points, fifty-five percent against uh, over a ton of games. Didn't sample. you say seven and three Didn't this year say? against the spread? Six and four straight up. I'm not betting Atlanta because the reason I said if I ever say I'm betting Atlanta, that's what I was about mic. to say. Turn off my mic, so I won't want my mic turned off. I am not betting Atlanta, but. I really it sure sounds like it. I want to bet Atlanta here. I do, but I but I can't because I hate Atlanta. They've taken all my money and I'm be make me broke. Well, you can side bet with David. You can do. That. Oh, you want to side bet that six and a half, Dave? I'll I'll throw that twenty dollars uh, up there. No, no, I'm not. I'm good. Yeah, it's yeah again right and right when you can trust the Atlanta Falcons a little bit, and you're like, huh, maybe they can actually get it done. It's maybe true. This, they yes. turn the page. Maybe they look no, and they lay a complete egg against the undermanned Carolina Panthers last week. And obviously, not having Calvin Ridley in the lineup hurts the Falcons' explosiveness a ton. And we just wish he's he's trying to doing better. And eventually, we'll see him back on the field when he is ready to do so. Do but yeah, I don't. George, uh, the Falcons six and a half. Woof. Uh, and and the the Saints, the every, everyone wants to talk about offense, uh, their offense, and we all think Drew Brees, Sean Payton, but the the defense is a reason why the New Orleans Saints are where they are right now. And yeah, five, last five games, George, last five games yeah. they've averaged given up over almost three hundred yards passing, and it hasn't been a murderer's row of quarterback. Yes, one of the guys is pretty good, Tom Brady. I'll give you that one. Uh, but then I'll go Geno Smith, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones, and Mac Jones. Not a murderer's row of Hall of Fame quarterbacks there that have put up yards. Matt Ryan, depending upon which Matt Ryan you get, and I'm tired of betting on that Matt Ryan anymore, um, should be able to put up yards on him. I know he's got but, no Calvin Ridley, but Saints. Uh, well, just just to double up on your point, Saints uh, fourth best in the NFL scoring defense, just giving up 18.3 points per game. But Steve, on the road. They're only giving up 14.8 points, but at home, they're giving up 27. So potentially mm. a spot here for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Saints have been phenomenal on the road defense, scoring defense-wise, fourth best in the National Football League. All right, that's the 1 o'clock window. Let's head to the 4 o'clock window, and it's the 4-3 and three Los Angeles Chargers at the 3-5 and five Philadelphia Eagles for a 4.05 p.m. Eastern start at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles have won three of the last five meetings, but their last win against the Chargers in Philadelphia came in 2005. Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts has 12 straight games with 30 or more rushing yards, tied for the second longest such streak by a quarterback over the past 20 seasons. The Chargers are one of two teams to convert more than eight attempts on fourth down. Los Angeles is nine for 13. The Eagles are 24th against the run, but the Chargers run the ball only 34.9% of their offensive plays, which is the fourth lowest, uh, fourth lowest rate in the league. Keep your eye on Philadelphia's ground game. The Eagles rumbled for 236 yards and four touchdowns on 46 carries in that 44-6 beatdown of the Lions. The Chargers, meanwhile, are yielding a league-high 160 rushing yards per game. The uh, We just talked about this game. I locked it in. Dave locked it in. Dave, you should have waited a couple minutes, and I could have waited a couple minutes, too, because that, too, is now gone at Sports Interaction. Los Angeles Chargers open three. That's now down to one and a half. Total 
49 and a half down from 50. Uh, there's oh. some, I, I thought Phil was going to be able to hold off there because he, he said it was his biggest need. He couldn't stay two points off the board any longer, I'm assuming, because the rest of the board is sitting pick. I imagine he got some of the uh, ego money he needed, and uh, that's why he's dropped that number, Dave. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Asante Samuel will miss this game. Michael Davis at the cornerback position. So that's two corners for the Chargers. Also, Justin Jackson will miss this game. Uh, those are your only three uh, deletions for the Chargers. Eagles look relatively healthy across the board, guys. I mean, I mentioned it just there that the look-ahead number for this game was Chargers minus three. And then Chargers lay an egg last week. Uh, Philadelphia beats a high school team by 30 points in Detroit. And now we readjust this down to one and a half. I think that's too much of a readjustment. I, I think the number probably should have been closer to the three when they open this number three. Now you're getting you're getting some pretty good value under that key number three now laying the one and a half here, guys. I, I just don't know how uh, why you guys are so in love uh, with the Chargers in this ball. How can you trust them? Like, well, you know, I mean, how, how can you... No, I can't I, I trust just, the Eagles, but I can't yeah, take I the just, Chargers as a favorite on the road. That's the problem here. Like, yeah, Chargers, I can't I don't trust remember. the Eagles Three either. weeks ago, everybody's talking about the Chargers as potentially the best team in that AFC West. The no, first who? three weeks, oh, we four were, weeks, we they, weren't. They were a lot of people were talking. They were looking Steve, great, and so they had a they had a bad week, a bad couple. Steve, weeks. unlike you, I don't get swept up in social media what people are talking about <laughs> like a sucker all the oh, time. No, I no, I hold never, off. You never you're never on Twitter. No, ever, I don't. Ever, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. The Chargers again. They're the Chargers. They can't stop the run. We talked about it last week. What what Philadelphia did last week very effectively against the Lions, who by the way have a better run defense than the Chargers. They ran all over them, and now you know they're at home. Help here? And you know what's going to help here? The fact that the Chargers are not at home, so the rotting DNA of North Turner and Philip okay. Rivers still aren't here hanging out. Oh, so they like that has have... anything to do with right what's going on with the Chargers? It does. Right now. It's rotting. They can't DNA. stop the run. I just wanted to say rotting. I just wanted yeah, rotting DNA. The rotting corpse. Yes. Uh, uh, Philadelphia hey guys, had two followed its two wins uh, with one. Losses, follow-up losses this year. Um, and, but here, another way to look at this game. These guys both play quickly. This one also feels like an over that both teams can score here. And, and uh, this number of 49.5, I think you'd probably want to look over to that one. I'm looking at one prop here before we move on, guys. Uh, okay. And it is going to take advantage of that Chargers defense. I have Boston Scott over 44.5 rush yards at minus 125. <laughs> Boston Scott, there's the guy. There's a name you want to throw your money behind. Good, good call there, Dave. Okay, Lay in 125. Laying juice with Boston Scott to put up big rushing numbers. I uh, I took uh, Dallas week. Goddard. Hope your kids uh, don't need over. braces, Dave. I took I took Dallas Goddard over uh, 55 and a half receiving yards today. Uh, Chargers having a very difficult time. Stopping tight ends dead last in the NFL over their past four weeks, stopping the tight end position. But that's something we'll dive into more with Connor Allen when he joins us. And in about an hour's time, uh, when we take a spin around Prop City. Again, best of luck to both of you laying uh, the Chargers as favorites on the road in Philadelphia against the Eagles. All right. Actually, actually, I, I don't like the fact that Dave and I are both on it, but I do like the fact I was that on it first. That you think the fact that we're on it is a bad thing, so that I'll okay, kind of didn't offset. Didn't we do this see. two weeks ago with the Titans, and you said the exact same thing, and then the Titans absolutely destroyed the Chiefs. 
It's, it's literally the same thing over and you over You have again. a steel trap for a memory, George. I mean, yep. you can just... Am I not supposed to? Am I supposed to have, like, what am I, like a like a scarecrow with my memory? You need to be short-term memory in the, in the, in no. the sports prognostication game. No, it's not short-term it memory when we do a show know, together. And you're like, George, I like that you like the other side. You said that we two weeks about? ago, and that game was over by halftime. <laughs> well, you're talking about the Kansas City-Tennessee one. Yes. Yeah, well, it's the exact same I, thing I, you said. I, I, I think it was safe to say that I wasn't the only one that swung and missed on that one. Okay, yeah, I know, but it's the exact same thing you said. You said, uh, David and I like this, and I'm glad you like this. And then all of a sudden, that game well, was like, regression Whoa. to the mean that means regression <laughs> to right. the mean shows that Dave and I should be right on this one. Then what could go wrong? wrong laying the Chargers as favorites on the road? All right, let's Bill move on. Rivers, quarterbacking? No. Uh, he, was, he wants to come back. Uh, let's move on. You know what? I tweeted this out. He said nobody's called him yet. If he's waiting by the phone, he's got a better chance of a duck cleaning service column than the than a team oh. looking for him to play. Speaking of which, yeah, Doug we all Hodges do, uh, looked decent for the Argos yesterday, Dave. All right, let's. I was on. ducked with a T. Uh, red blacks. No, yes. I like where you went there. Oh, red blacks. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, I, yeah, he did I actually. You right. any Duck Rudolph. won that I, game. I can't lie. I literally haven't watched more than probably five minutes of the CFL this season. Quiet. You watched that game yesterday. But uh, but you know what I will with your say. Your Duck Mason Rudolph shirt. Hold on. This is what I will say. We will preview the Grey Cup. I think that's something. Yeah. We'll <laughs> the Bombers will win that. I'm just gonna hand over that. Oversized football with stripes on it to you <laughs> to preview that Thanks, game. Pal. <laughs> All right, let's Hamilton let's... in the middle of December outdoors. Mm-mm, count me in. Well, it's better than Saskatchewan or Winnipeg outdoors in the middle of December. All right, let's move on. The seven and one Green Bay Packers at the four and four Kansas City Chiefs for a four twenty five p.m. Eastern start at Arrowhead Stadium. The Packers have won three of the last four meetings in this series that famously began with their victory over Kansas City in the inaugural Super Bowl. The Packers have won seven straight since opening the season with that thirty eight to three loss to the Saints in Jacksonville. This will be the first game Aaron Rodgers will miss since two thousand seventeen when he played just seven games due to a collarbone injury. Jordan Love will make his first career start for Green Bay. The Chiefs have allowed a high higher QBR than the league average of 51.6 against five top quarterbacks they face this season. Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, and Ryan Tannehill. They've allowed a QBR well below league average against Jalen Hurts, Tyler Henneke, and Daniel Jones. The Packers have a positive turnover margin in seven straight games, matching their longest streak in team history. Keep your eye on Packers running back Aaron Jones against Kansas City's run defense. Jones will face the league's 22nd ranked run defense which has allowed more than 100 yards on the ground for the fifth time in six games. Well documented, this game was Kansas City anywhere from Pickham minus one, minus two, with a total of 54. And then uh, COVID Aaron came out uh, with COVID and non-vaccinated and all that stuff. Uh, This number goes all the way up to Kansas City seven and a half, total down to 48. Currently, we're sitting right now at seven. Uh, I locked in at seven, and I'm telling you guys, if you uh, want the plus seven, grab it now like I did because this is going to be six and a half, potentially within seconds. Ooh, there you go. Uh, so we already know about Aaron Rodgers uh, not playing in this one, as you guys have talked about and we have talked about throughout the show. We also know that Dennis Kelly is a question mark on the offensive line. So is Dean Lowry on the defensive line for the Chiefs. Tackle Mike Reamers will not play in this game. That's the only injury the Chiefs list as out of action, Steve. So 
So Kansas City's four and fifteen against against the spread. Their last nineteen, beating getting back to last season, they have not really, you could say, put four quarters of football together yet this year. You got Jordan Love, who was a first round draft pick that Green Bay decided to take and 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 have a mentor learn behind Aaron Rodgers, um, and now you've got. A seven and one team playing a four and four team with a quarterback that unless this guy was a complete and total swing and a miss by the Green Bay Packers, should not be six and a half point difference in this game. We haven't seen anything from Kansas. This number right now, as it stands, just seems ridiculous to me. Gentlemen. We're about to find out. Yeah, we're I, about to I, find I'm, out. I'm always I'm always really concerned when I back a rookie quarterback uh like this. Uh, well, not really rookie, but how'd Mike White do last week? Limited experience. Well, he he caught the Bengals off guard, and they're the Bengals and the Chiefs. I don't know how you can trust the Chiefs at this point. Is that big favorite? Yeah. That yeah. was a very, very, very lackluster effort against the Giants, and it's even going deeper too. When guys like Dan Orlovsky are saying that the throws that Patrick Mahomes is getting away with early on in his career, he is no longer getting away with, and that that I thought that was very telling. And uh, what they're doing is okay. So what they did last week, what did the Giants do? Completely took Travis Kelsey out of the game. Tyreek Hill got his great barely beat the Giants. Uh, the defense is still very, very leaky. It's still it's still terrible. One of the worst in the league. I just don't know, David, if Jordan Love can take advantage of that because you would think the game plan is today is stack the box, try to slow down Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon and make yep. Jordan Love throw the football in the air to Devontae Adams. Yeah, that, that's what you'd think because you'd like to limit, you know, if that number of pass attempts is over 20, I, I think I'd be surprised, Steve. Uh, I yeah. think you're going to see a lot uh, no. of uh, no, running back so. by committee. I think, listen, guys, if you if you were building a quarterback, Dave, if you were if you if you were building a quarterback, you say, OK, I'm going to draft this quarterback in the first Blake round Bortles. Yes, and I'm, but I'm going to Who's let actually, him. Who's uh, actually backing him up? Too, this, by is, the way. this is what I want. This is what I want to do. Okay, I want to have him sit beside one of the get behind one of the greatest quarterbacks in the game for two years, and then I want to go out and have him start in a game where we're on ten days rest, and the opposing team we're playing that has not looked good is playing on a short week after a Monday night game against the Giants. I mean, you're talking about a cushy spot for this guy to land. He's ready, prepared, and I mean, I'm dare I say, and it's not the same kind of uh, kind of situation, but dare I say, Matt Flynn, um, and and you know Ooh. the contract that he gained from one good game. Now his contract, his career was nothing, but he walked in after sitting on the uh, on the bench behind Aaron Rodgers, and then goes out. It might even been Brett Favre back then, for all I know. Goes out and has this game that gets him paid. Um, Matt Flynn. Wow. Okay. If he goes Matt Flynn on us, that is massive. I don't, I, you know what? Matt it's the Flynn right defense, was. George. It's the right defense to do it against, right? Yeah. The Chiefs' defense is bottom three in the league. If he can't move that. the ball against this team. There's obviously at the bar, uh, those lines were put out before the the Aaron Rodgers news. Yeah. So obviously, I minus took the five Chiefs I plus the plus the half a point at home yeah. for obvious reasons. We have to because everybody else is too. So of course, you're going to lose one to the court to but the group I, if you. I I can't trust the Chiefs. Uh, I can't. I just can't as a favorite. And I had to, I was I was on the Giants last week, and that was that that felt like to me. Uh, and I even talked about it on the last week's show. I just at this point. 
I, I get it. Patrick Mahomes and everybody's still in love with the Chiefs, but they just haven't looked good. And that's a team that's going to be tooth and nail just to get into the postseason this year. All right. Uh, we still got one game to preview. We'll do that after the break. We'll talk about the two primetime games. We'll give you our picks. We'd love to hear what you like as well. Shoot us a text, 590-590, name and location. The final hour of Inside the Lines brought to you by Sports Interaction. Canada's odds maker is straight ahead on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Life begins without Derrick Henry for the Titans tonight in Los Angeles against the Rams. So head coach Mike Vrabel, please tell us he'll be back this season. If anybody can, I guess, come back, it would be Derrick, but I'm not going to put any expectations on any sort of timeline. That's not helping. Back to Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Oh, so hard. George, your music choices are on point today. I will say you're those the line one all with year. Aaron Rodgers, and and but today specifically on point today. Yeah, because when Derrick Henry, when we all woke up to the news that he was out for the season. Or conceivably the entire season. How am I supposed to live without you, Derek Henry, especially if I have you on my fantasy football team? How? Mm. How am I supposed to live without you, El Tractacito? Anyway, sad. You know what isn't sad? Picks. We'll give you our picks later on. It's Inside the Lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker, along the Sportsnet Radio Network. Coming up in about a half hour, Connor Allen, the senior director of betting at 4for4.com and the co-host of the Move the Line podcast. Get those texts in, 590, 590, name and location, what you love today, and the why. Gentlemen, we got to wrap up the 4 o'clock window before we get to those two primetime games. And it's the 7-1 and Arizona Cardinals at the 3-4 and San Francisco 49ers for a 425 p.m. Eastern start at Levi Stadium. The Cardinals are looking for their first series sweep since doing it four years in a row from 2015 to 2018. Arizona has won five of the past six road games in this series. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo has had a passer rating of at least 100 in all four, all four starts against the Cardinals, but missed the first meeting with a calf injury. San Francisco is 1-7 at Levi Stadium, oh, Levi Stadium over the past two seasons, with their last win coming more than a year ago against the Rams on October 18, 2020. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is a game-time decision with an ankle injury. Colt McCoy is the backup. Arizona and the Bills are the only two NFL teams who rank in the league's top five in both scoring offense and scoring defense. The Cardinals are scoring 30.8 points per game and giving up just 17.3. Keep your eye on Arizona tight end Zach Ertz, who has seven catches for 108 receiving yards and a touchdown in two games with the Redbirds. Guys, I think much like we've talked about this a little bit, and I think much like the Dak Prescott situation last week, if you had watched this number all week, you know what's happening with Kyler Murray. That's uh, a Arizona great point. Open- that is a fantastic point because you're right. Vegas knew. They knew, they knew, Steve, that he wasn't going to play. Yeah, because this number open, Arizona's three-point favorite, total 47.5, and then slowly during the week, it was one. It was one and a half. It was one. It was pick em. Then all of a sudden, most of the week, it's sitting there at San Francisco minus two and a half. This morning, I see it gets to three. Um, I take a look at the actives, inactives, injury report. It still has them as questionable. He's yep. not questionable. He's not playing. Kyler Murray's not playing. That number is now three and a half. There are fours on the board. Hopefully you're able to get it when it was still at least at three. Uh, total 45 and a half. 
Dave. So I've now told you the injury report that Kyler Murray will not play. And even if he does play, guys, we have seen Kyler Murray play on various leg, arm, ankle situations where if he's not moving, he's not the same. So what do you got, Dave? Yeah, I have the same for Kyler Murray. And, you know, what? the other injuries, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's listed as questionable as well with a hamstring injury. So uh, Max Garcia is in that category as a question mark. That's a starting center for the Cardinals. Uh, the, the 49ers, there's a trio of players that are very, very key to this team. Uh, defensive end D Ford is a question mark. Elijah Mitchell is a question mark and Debo Samuel, who's having an outstanding season at the wide receiver position is also questionable uh, with a calf injury. So significant injuries as far as what the 49ers are looking like, but more banged up and, and likely to play rather than a Kyler Murray, Steve, who will not play in today's game. And and how badly do you feel for such a great player like JJ Watt, who finally, finally gets, uh, you know, gets his chance to play in a team that's winning. I know he's had a couple, chances in Houston but now he's gone for the year uh, and let's not forget that the, when these two teams played earlier in the season and, and Arizona beat them in week 5 17-10 it was Trey Lance's first start for for uh, the 49ers Garoppolo was out um, and it, in that game, 49ers outgained the Cardinals and Cardinals in yards, 338 to 304, averaged more yards per play. Um, so this is a chance to exact revenge at home against potentially and probably Colt McCoy. Uh, I'm pretty happy with my minus three that I grabbed earlier this morning. This one's a tough game too, right? Because the shine's kind of starting to wear off on Kyle Shanahan as a head coach, and he's potentially on the hot seat as things are moving along. A lot of whispers uh, in San Francisco, a lot of people unhappy with where this team is at. And obviously injury, injuries have played a big part, but the, can can you trust the Niners? As as I know J.J. Watt's not there, but he's not their best defensive player. It's Chandler Jones, it's Buda Baker, it's Isaiah Simmons in that defense. That's the reason why one of the best scoring defenses all in the NFL. And even with Colt McCoy as a quarterback, Steve, and I know they went in and beat a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields and the Bears, but the Bears put up 22 points on him. There's still a lot of playmakers, and obviously DeAndre Hopkins not there is a big loss, but there's a lot of speed and playmakers on the Cardinals. I just don't know how you can trust the Niners as favorites in this yeah. game. I'm not. I'm not sure that Arizona's not better that defense a little, in the division. Getting yeah, points. Little, that's something we like. Little bit fraudulent. A seven and one. San Francisco, I think, might be a little better than a three and four. But let's look at that division. Uh, with the Rams, are, are I think the class of that division. Everybody's going to say that. But the but, Cardinals you know, Arizona, crushed the Rams in Los Angeles. Yeah, I don't think. I think they. Yeah, that's an anomaly. I mean, there are a lot of things anomalies. New Orleans okay. crushed Green Bay in Week One. Anomalies happen, right? In, in the in the NFL. But uh, but I think. Think that Arizona's a, t- a tiny bit maybe fraudulent at seven and one. We don't think the, the Seattle Seahawks are anything in that division anymore. I don't think so anyway. So I could see San Francisco starting to get a little bit healthy, get on a roll. But George, maybe you're a hundred percent right. Maybe the shine is completely off Kyle Shanahan. He's not the genius, the offensive genius that everybody thought he was going to be. I never said that. I'm just saying he's on the hot seat in San Francisco. Yeah, because no, I, I'm saying it. The, 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 you look at his numbers. Uh, his numbers covering the spread. His numbers as a head coach. What has he done? I mean, he had he's done some nice offensive coordinator stuff in Atlanta, but he. He gave up the lead, and uh, you know he went conservative in the Super Bowl, and he hasn't really done much in San Francisco. He got him to the Super. Got him Bowl, to the Steve. Super Bowl, yes. Yeah, it's not that's bad. That's a lot. Steve. 
that's, that's, that's a I big accomplishment. That's pretty. That's a good accomplishment. Yeah, but that's since then nothing. Hey guys, you might have to go shopping for this. This is a little off the uh, trail here, but if you can find a Chris Streveler anytime touchdown, you might get some really, really good value considering that he's going to be played in short yardage situations. So, if Kyler's not going, uh, you know what? Even if he's if he's Even not if going, he is, you're not going to send him. Still going to come in. Yeah, yeah, you're not okay. going to send Kyler into the line on third and one, fourth and one with the, the amount of banged up. And Colt McCoy got. isn't doing that either. And Colt so, McCoy's and, not doing that either. And just real quick, it's crazy that the Niners are just one and seven at Levi's Stadium over the past two seasons. They just can't win at home, Woof. which is very, very, very strange. All right, let's move on to the Sunday Nighter. And this, speaking of to shine off a game. Uh, it's just so sad that Derrick Henry's not playing tonight. It's the six and two Tennessee Titans at the seven and one Los Angeles Rams for an eight twenty p.m. Eastern start at SoFi Stadium. Tennessee is the only team in the NFL to win a road game this season after trailing by fourteen points. The Titans did it against Seattle in Week Two and Indianapolis last week. That's the side bet I lost to uh, Steve, uh, Dave in Week Two when mm. uh, the Titans were up uh, fourteen points and they lost. That's right. Which is great. But apparently that that wasn't a bad beat by me. It was a great game <laughs> by Steve. And then when you're prop. Anyway, I'm going to move on. Los Probably. Angeles goes after its straight victory in its only home game of November. Von Miller will maybe making his Rams debut. He's dealing with an ankle injury right now. Kind of uh, he potentially is uh, questionable. The Titans have allowed QB Ryan Tannehill take 24 sacks. Derrick Henry is out long-term with a foot injury. We know that. So that means Adrian Peterson or Jeremy Nichols should handle most of the carries at the running back position. We think Los Angeles has allowed touchdowns on 46.4% of opponents red zone drives this season, which ranks fourth in the NFL. Keep your eye on Los Angeles wideouts. The Titans allow a league worst 216 passing yards per game to wide receivers, while the Rams average the most passing yards per game to wide receivers at 253. Look ahead for this line of sports interaction. Los Angeles Rams four total 52 and a half. Henry news hits. This number goes up to seven and a half. Total 53, Dave. Go through the injuries. I think uh, Derrick Henry might be one. Yeah, Derrick Henry is uh, obviously on IR and will not play. The big injuries I'm looking at are A.J. Brown, uh, who is dealing with a knee injury. He's listed as questionable. Uh, Kendall Lamb is listed as questionable as well on the offensive line, which is not a good sign. Uh, for the uh, Titans. On the other side, I'm looking at Jalen Ramsey, who's uh, a game-time decision. This is pretty key for a secondary. I know Todd Furman talked about it as well. Uh, Vaughn Miller is actually on this list, too, as an ankle injury, just like you mentioned, George. And for everybody curious, and I know we're going to touch on this quite a bit in the last half hour of the show, but Adrian Peterson's rush total is listed at 32.5 rush yards. It's the top rushing prop for the Titans uh, at Sports Interaction right now for that backfield, if you're kind of curious, because I don't, I don't know if anybody knows how the Titans are going to use this backfield, yeah. Steve. David. Well, David, you know, I, uh, sorry, ahead, sorry, Steve. David, I wrote about it in my article, sportsnet.ca. I took the under on Adrian Peterson. The guy's mm, 36 okay. years old. He hasn't played. I don't even know how many carries he's going to get, and now he has to face a Rams defense that is excellent not against a- the run. 
on, on home field. Like, how, how many carries is he even going to get? How explosive is age? This isn't Adrian Peterson of the Minnesota Vikings where he's winning an NFL MVP. The guy's 36 years old and hasn't played an NFL snap this season yet, Steve. Listen, God bless the Titans. I mean, really. I mean, the last three weeks, prime time against the Bills. They won prime time against the Chiefs. They won slugfest in a divisional matchup last week against the Colts. They win. Uh, they now have a huge lead in the division, which they can kind of coast on, which they're going to need to um because they've won both meetings with indy but i i mean just how much do you have left i mean how much do you possibly you you get win these three games you wake up monday morning you get sucker punched in the gut that you lose your whole offensive engine now if this titans team puts in a game quits a puts up a game wins the game mike vrabel Give him coach of the year now. I mean, it, it, yeah. he's keeping yeah he's keeping this team alive and playing in huge games and winning huge games. I mean, yeah, he's, he's doing it with uh, Tannehill now four and ten against the spread in night games. He doesn't play well when the when the bright lights shine. Um, they haven't been great against uh, they haven't been great blocking against the pass. Now you got Aaron Donald coming to you. Like I said, this looks like it's the Rams. If Tennessee can keep this one close. I mean, all. I mean, after three games that they played, all the power to them. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I, and, and I agree with a lot of what you just said. But it's seven and a half right now at Sports Interaction. What's Derrick Henry worth to the spread here, Steve? Because obviously the the Titans' offensive line, and as a texter aptly put it, thank you for your text. Uh, the Titans' O line's not getting enough credit, and I agree to that to some extent. But if you look at the underlying metrics of Derrick Henry, like his yards after contact are the highest in the NFL and it's not even close. The guy, you hit him and he still continues to go. But what is Derrick Henry worth to the spread? If he's healthy, what is the number on this? Let's game? say you go to the store and you got a hundred dollars in your pocket and there is Derrick Henry for $104 and Adrian Peterson for 27. Do you buy Adrian Peterson for 27? You do all you can to go borrow $4 somewhere out there. So you can buy Adrian Peterson. Borrow $4. Borrow $4. Borrow $4. <laughs> you borrow $4. You steal yeah. it. You do whatever you can. I think that's, I mean, this is not just an average running back. And I'm not saying anything about against historical or what. This is a guy that you build your whole offensive engine around. I mean, everything. The key to this is that by the time the fourth quarter gets there, that defense has been pounded so much by Henry that you just keep running them. This is completely a change of game plan, completely. I mean, I don't know if any other running back in the game has that kind of effect. Again, what is the number of Derrick Henry is healthy in this game right now, Steve? Four. Okay. Wow. I mean, it's right. four. It's what it opened. It's open. It opened four. Uh, the sharpest book in the world opened it at four. Sports Interaction, the sharpest guy in the world, Phil Gray, opened it at four. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry, Eric Henry's out. This game, seven and a half. That tells you. Derrick Henry, three and a half points. Aaron Rodgers, six and a half, seven points. I don't think that is that is a true mathematical equation. And Julio Jones will go, and this potentially could be, uh, especially if Jalen Ramsey doesn't go, this could be a big day for A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, and then potentially the Titans can keep this within the touchdown. And if Matthew Stafford is, in fact, dealing with the back issue that Todd Furman was talking about, maybe the Titans get here. Uh, Obviously, the line, uh, I took took the Titans at the bar, Steve. I did. What was it? At the bar. At what? I need me to look right now. 
Hang on, hang on here. This is always oh, electric we have to, radio while I'm We don't have time for this, George. Just move on. You don't have to look. Just move on. <laughs> Nobody really cares. I thought you no, would I'm know gonna it look. off well, You, you asked. I'm going to tell asked. you. Seven and a half. Really? Okay. I did. I did got fished in. So that okay. came out. That came out after obviously the the Henry and, and no seven and a half. They had it because Henry was. Yeah, he came out. We came out after the Henry no yeah. news came out. Tuesday, I else, believe. Yeah. They do it at okay. the bar. I think a lot of bars do it on Tuesdays. All right, let's wrap up Week Nine with the Monday Nighter. It's the three and five Chicago Bears at the four and three Pittsburgh Steelers for an eight fifteen p.m. Eastern start at Heinz Field. The Steelers are nearly unbeatable at home on Monday night. They are twenty seven and five in Pittsburgh since Monday Night Football began in nineteen seventy, including nineteen straight wins. The Bears have lost three straight. Chicago got torched for 467 yards against San Francisco last week. It's the highest total since allowing 541 in an overtime loss at Miami on October 14th, 2018. Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is 24-2 in his career against rookie quarterbacks, including the playoffs, the most wins against rookies in NFL history. The Bears are tied for fourth in the NFL with 21 sacks. They had zero last week. Chicago has allowed an NFL high. 30 sacks. Pittsburgh's rebooted offensive line is starting to gel. The Steelers have allowed four sacks over their last three games after giving up 10 in their first four, though it's surrendered at least one sack in each week. Keep your eye on Steelers rookie running back Najee Harris, who was the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month for October, piling up 480 scrimmage yards and four touchdowns in four games. Harris averaged 26.25 touches and one touchdown a game last month. Pittsburgh opened as a five-point favorite, total 40.5 at Sports Interaction. That number has been bet up behind public money at uh, up to 6.5 with a total as low as 39, David. I already mentioned this one with uh, Todd. 39.6.5 point spread. That's too many. you got to take the dog here. Uh, Steelers, Eric Ebram will miss this game. BJ Finley is a question mark. Eddie Jackson is doubtful for the Bears as far as the Bears' uh, deletions. Uh, Damian Williams' uh, knee injury, uh, J.P. Holt's uh, concussion, Nick Folds has an illness. And the one I'm scared about, Steve, is Khalil Mack because this is the second consecutive week the Bears will miss their defensive captain, their leader, uh, their number one stopper of basically everything. That's where I'm reluctant. It's a lot of points to to take the Bears, and I'd be leaning that way, but no Cleo Mack for the Bears in this one. Well, listen, the riding corpse of Ben Roethlisberger has been returned to his crypt where he was came came out of uh, came out last week to win on Halloween. Of course he would, but he's he's that's it. He's done. Uh, he's done. Eh? As much as I, I love Mike Tomlin as a coach and as an underdog, you always back him as an underdog. But you got to fade fade him as a favorite when he's favored by more than the field goal 54 69 and one uh he's failed to cover the five space uh straight in this spot as an underdog he's lost three of as a favorite he's lost three of these outright pittsburgh seems to play to the level of their opponent uh we've seen it for years they couldn't cover five and a half versus gino uh, I don't see, you know, how they cover six and a half here. Uh, Pittsburgh zero uh, and three is a favorite this season. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm locked in Pittsburgh. It's uh, Chicago plus six and a half. I don't know if I've officially done it, but I can do it now. Um, thank you. And that's it. Pittsburgh, Chicago. Sorry, Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> My kind of town.
um, you believe the Bears can score points on Monday night? I believe that Justin Fields <laughs> is getting better and better and better, and I mm. think maybe that Matt Nagy realized last week while he was buried somewhere in a in a basement, not coaching last week that he let somebody else run the offense and they looked a little better doing that. Um, but I just, this is just a fade on Pittsburgh as a favorite. I mean, this, I've watched enough football over my life, over my years to know that you fade Pittsburgh and Tomlin as a big favorite on a, in a primetime game. They and play you, and down. If you've to, watched enough football, you know that the Steelers have been virtually invincible on, on Monday, Monday night football. Yes. Yeah, but have they always been laying is, those type of points? They're not usually laying incredible. big points. Probably a lot because of the time. Because they play Monday night, there's usually a marquee game on a Monday night, and they're usually not laying these kind of yeah. points. Uh, if you believe Justin Fields is getting better uh, despite Matt Nagy's coaching, do you like that team total over 16.5 on the Bears, Steve? No. not a, The total's 39, George. I don't like over in any team total in that. This is a game that points are in an absolute premium. And if points are going to be at an absolute premium, I'd rather take six and a half of them than lay six. Make the final nine six. So, oh, Doctor. Yeah, make the final. We got. We might get because we could get score gammy in this game. Okay, that's a new thing that's been really uh, that people really care about. All these weird scores in the NFL. Score gammy for the first time in the league's history. Yeah, it's sure it's neat and it's great. Well, There's been a I lot like of people. scores, so when a unique score happens, that's kind of a unique thing. Okay, I like uniqueness. Like eight, All right, three. Uh, that's a lot of games previewed. A lot of games in, it the, is. Uh, in the house here. Um, it's time. It's time for us to uh, do our picks. Before we get to our picks for this week, and let's just be a little better this week. Let's uh, let's see what we did last week, Stephen Rep. Uh, Dave one and four, season twenty one twenty six. George one and two, season nine and fifteen. Steve three and three, season twenty three and twenty five. I hate having to do this every week. Can we move on? <laughs> No, you can't. No, you again. We, I we, said them. I said we, them. We're all about accountability. Transparency, completely. I said them. They're, yes. they're out there for the world to hear now. And they're on Twitter for the world to see. Yes. It's true. My, my grandkids have to go on Twitter and see my record. It's like it's embarrassing to me. You're a bad grandpa if your grandkids are on Twitter already. You're bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to. Where else are they going to get their betting advice, George? <laughs> Uh, you mean is it their is it their accounts or is it your burner accounts? Which one is it? <laughs> no, burner. they all have their own. They all have their own gambling accounts. I set up it. They're 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 part of my beard group that they go out try to find good lines on on you know when they hit on Don Best. Okay, that's awesome. They're all under all right. five, by the way. So I mean, I've started them young. Okay, well, they'll have a lot of experience uh, when they can go make their own bets one day. Um, let's start with Stephen Rapp. Let's do the picks for this week. Let's hit it. Little Rocky Mountain High by John Denver, so that would be easy to see that I am on the Denver Broncos plus the 10. Just pure fade on Dallas laying double digits. Uh, everybody's loving them. Public always loves them. We're going back to America's team, so I'm going to take the 10 points. San Francisco, I grabbed the minus three as that line went up and up, knowing that Kyler Murray either won't play or if he does play, will be hurt, and we've seen what happens when that happens. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers, I might get be, get fished in by the low number. It looks so easy that I'm going to take it. Minus one and a half Chargers. Green Bay, Green Bay plus seven. Just 
unvaxxed Aaron Rodgers is unvaxxed Aaron Rodgers or vaxxed Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't really matter. Not worth six and a half points to a line. Green Bay plus a seven. Just talked about it. Bears plus six and a half. Fade Pittsburgh as a favorite. And a uh, six and a half point teaser. Rams minus one. Cleveland plus nine. That six and a half point teaser. Move those both. And it falls within our parameters of minus 130. All right, we will tweet out Stephen Rapp's picks at Inside Lines. Let's get to David Bastel. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Mr. Perfect. Still my blanket coverage of the night and of the day. Uh, I have the Ravens in the 1 o'clock time slot under a touchdown at minus 6.5 points. Uh, I have the Chargers minus 2 points. Uh, I'm okay with that, too, uh, even though it has dropped. Now it's time for some prop city times as a, as a short preview. Boston Scott, over 44.5 rush yards against the weak Chargers rush defense. And speaking of utilizing the rush, A.J. Dillon, uh, over 30, let's see here, 38.5 rush yards. Aaron Jones over 62 and a half rush yards against uh, a leaky Chiefs defense. Uh, I already cashed on my Michael Carter prop on Thursday night. I will not include that in here because that game has finished. All right. We will tweet out David Bastel. Remind me of that when I'm doing the results, David. I will. So I won't have to send them out. Then you can send me back and saying, oh, you forgot one. That's exactly the way I talk on email, too. That's exactly the way it happens, yeah. Yes. Ooh, you you forgot one, Steve. You forgot one. All right, let's get to mine. Let's what get goes around, comes back around. Hey, my baby. Uh, this is uh, Houston, Texas treasure. Uh, the Queen Bay herself, Beyonce. And I just want to turn back to week one where Terod Taylor led his Jacksonville, uh, Houston Texans to a big win over Jacksonville, 37-21. He's back as a starter against the Tua Tunga Vailoa less Miami Dolphins today. I'm going to take that Houston team total over 20 and a half. I think they can put up some points with T-Mobile at quarterback. I'm going to take the over team total for Houston in that game as well. Uh, Steve, we talked about this earlier. I'm going to take over in that Vikings and Ravens game at 50 and a half. I think this is a game where we're going to see a ton of points being scored. And you know what? Because I talked about it with you guys. And I don't even care where this number is at right now. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles plus one and a half at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. I know I missed the best of the number. I know you guys are both in the Chargers. No, it's I don't have the best of the number. What do you have it at? One and a half? One and a half. Yeah, yeah okay, he has it at one and a half. Let's do it. I'll side bet. I don't side bet. Side bet. There you go. Let's do it. I can't trust the Chargers as a favorite. Like, just little... put it right in my veins, George. Just put it right in my veins. Uh, maybe Justin Herbert will suffer some grisly knee injury, so you put the hex on him like he did last week to Jameis Winston, Steve. <laughs> well, that's your job. Didn't last week. No, I, have, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> uh, apparently, you're asking that voodoo... guys put guys in ambulances. Steve, Steve, that voodoo has transferred over from me to you. Probably. I hope. I hope. I hope Justin uh, makes it through today with me being on his side. But I got a side bet. That's all. I just you know. What's that new TikTok catch the vibe? I got you the side bet vibe. Okay. Uh, we will do it. Uh, tweet out my picks at Inside Lens. Get to some listener texts before we get to our pal uh, Connor Allen, the senior director of betting at 444.com and the Move the Line podcast. Keith from Guelph, give me Philly to rush all over the Chargers. New England to cover. Mac Jones shoves it down Carolina's throat for not picking him. 
I like that. Um, Rick in Richmond, BC. I like the Saints to roll over the Falcons. Simeon is starting, but Taysom Hill is healthy, and we'll get some action, especially near the goal line. Saints by at least 10, Steve. I love when Ooh. our texters text in and tell you how much they're going to win by. Good. Good the luck. Best. I wish you nothing but the I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Uh, Chris from Toronto, is Carlos Hyde worth a start over Chuba Hubbard with Robinson out? CMC looks like he's playing better, whether or not. Bet of the day, over 43 New Orleans Atlanta parlay with the over Bills in Jags game. I'm not sure the Jags can get there to get that over. Do you think so, Steve? No. I, I just yeah. don't know. I, I, the Buffalo's got one of, the best, one of the best defenses in the league, and Urban Meyer's checked out, and I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, hopefully he will find a professional what a terrible uh, situation. I hope he'll and, find uh, a professional quarterback at some time because I would hate to think that we have another... Uh, uh, Brian Leaf? Uh, no, nah, I was thinking more uh, Carr. Uh, Carr's brother, Derek's Carr brother, Dave Carr. David. Uh, yeah. David Carr, or maybe Jamarcus Russell. Or uh, or Ryan Leaf, or so That's many. Terrible. Rick Meyer. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, yeah. there's a story of uh, they sent uh, game tape to Jamarcus Russell that was blank, and uh, they asked, him <laughs> and he never knew. Yes. he didn't. And no, he didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. That's no, great when you're the number one pick making millions. Hey, of but dollars. wait a second, isn't that? Wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm thinking that was that's the narrative. That's a storyline from draft day with Kevin Costner when he put that $100 was the hundred dollars in the back. The hundred dollars in the back of the Please playbook. Are you sure that you're, you're our sure pal? You're not? Our pal Andy Mac. No, that's that happened. With, it was game tape. Uh, and uh, our pal, maybe they stole it from the Jamarcus Russell real life thing, Steve. They might have, but I, I, yeah, I do remember that being in the draft, yeah, draft day when he, yeah. yeah. And that's our pal, Andy McNamara, the fantasy show. That's his favorite movie of all time. Uh, it just goes to show what terrible draft day? taste in movies. Uh, oh, yeah, well, of course, because it's about the Cleveland Browns, and he's a diehard uh, Cleveland Browns fan. All I know is get me David Putney. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, let's trade all my second-round picks. All right, Abby from Toronto. Uh, she's on uh, what you like. Uh, David, A.J. Dillon over the 30 and a half rushing yards against the Chiefs run defense that has a lot of cracks in the armor. Small and number. Hurts yep. over 50 and a half rushing yards. Uh, we'll have a big opportunity to do that against that leaky Chargers run defense. All right. Uh, that's a lot People of games. We're waiting preview. for Connor Allen, you know, George. If we don't get to Connor Allen and have his picks, we're going to have an, an uprising. Okay, yeah, we'll get to Connor Allen straight ahead, the Senior Director of Betting at 444.com and the co-host of the Move the Line podcast as we take a spin around Prop City. One more segment to go inside the lines, brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's odds maker along the Sportsnet radio network. Sportsnet 590, the fan. We built this city. We built this city on rock and roll. Connor Allen wasn't razor sharp last week. Blame Halloween, but still gave you these gems. Jared Goff under 265 and a half. Uh, I'm not sure it's playable at the current price of 255, but the matchup is tough. Uh, Elijah Mitchell over 69 and a half rushing yards. Great match against the Bears. Khalil uh, Mack is out. Team Hicks is banged up. The offensive line is good. Uh, they're fully healthy at this point, so I like the over there as well. Let's now ride shotgun with Connor as we take a spin around Prop City. Back to Inside the Lines with Rap, Bastel, and Russick. The final segment for this week, anyway, of Inside the Lines. Brought to you by Sports Interaction, Canada's yeah, sure. odds maker along the Sportsnet radio network. It's 39 past the hour. 
We're just over 20 minutes away from the 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff window. And to talk about some props, he is the Senior Director of Betting at 444.com and the co-host of the Move the Line podcast. We say good afternoon, good morning to Connor. Oh, he's, he's not there yet. I believe Connor is based out of Chicago, I want to say, Steve. So it's still morning where Connor Allen is at. But well, uh, he gave us some... 11.40, pr- really 10.40, I guess, when you take yeah. the clock time. But I'm not, I'm not buying that as an excuse. And, I'm buying and I'm not even knowing, like, because apparently some states now in the U.S. aren't doing daylight savings anymore, and some are, and it's just really weird and... I just know it's morning right now, I believe, where Connor Allen is at in Chicago. And Connor uh, was spectacular in week seven. I think, what, he went, what, seven out of eight, maybe, that that he gave us uh, during his picks. Last week, not so much, but that's fine. couple of bad beats for Connor Allen. Nobody expected Davis Mills to throw for as many yards as he did. And obviously, Mike White uh, lighting it up for the New York Jets, but he gave you some prop goodness, and Connor Allen continues to give us prop goodness. Check out his website, uh, 444.com. A lot of uh, great player prop stuff there, including routes run, snaps, all that stuff you need to look at on the volume of players actually play. Great stuff there, and check him out on the Move the Line podcast. Is Connor Allen there, Dutch? He's not there yet. We're having difficulties with Connor Allen. Well, before we get to Connor Allen here, um, wrote a piece for sportsnet.ca, and we talked about it a little bit earlier, David. Adrian Peterson, I liked him 32 and a half rushing yards. I have no idea what he's going to do. How many times is Adrian Peterson even going to carry the football? Great question. Against yeah. a very stout Rams defense? Because obviously, Jeremy Nichols is the third down specialist on that team. He knows the offense. Adrian Peterson was literally signed off the street. How can you trust Adrian Peterson to not only go over that total, but start him in your fantasy uh, lineup today? Yeah, you know what? I want to know what kind of health he is, too. Like, obviously, the Titans aren't just going to go sign him because they remember, oh, Hall of Fame, Adrian Peterson, right? Uh, But 36 years old, there were a couple trade options on the block. Like, I thought they were going to make a a serious pitch at a Ronald Jones or somebody of that nature who has played in this year's NFL season. But uh, this will be very, very uh, interesting to see on a Sunday night football what AP still has. And if it is going to be truly all day for Adrian Peterson at one last kick of the camp. Yeah, I mean that would be shocking and that'd be a story. I would be, you know, that would be the narrative everybody wants. I don't, I'm not sure if that against Aaron Donald and Von Miller that that uh, narrative is going to come to pass. Um how about Josh Allen passing yards attempts and everything? I mean, if we assume this is a team that doesn't uh, doesn't take their foot off the gas. They seem to like scoring. We saw them get that cover against Miami that they didn't really need to get. Uh, what's the over around 286 passing yards uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, guys? I mean, the only problem there is, you know, if they get way up, he doesn't even play the second half. I mean, if that mm-hmm. that is an error. But if well, somehow Jacksonville can stay in it, I mean, he can just keep running up these numbers. I don't see well, how and, they do, though. Again, he he will play in the second half, even if they're blowing him out. Obviously, he'll be down. But what about his rushing yards total? Because 33-and-a-half, the Jags struggle uh, to stop the run. Uh, David, is that an instance where we know that Brian Dable likes to scheme up uh, quarterback draws for Josh Allen? Is 33-and-a-half rushing yards maybe a little low in this matchup against Jacksonville? Seems like it, unless unless they're thinking pass attack and pass heavy. But even in those situations, George, and we've seen this before, this guy will air up the ball, but 
he actually wants to take the ball and run with it. I think he likes that aspect of the game. Um, you know, he's he's not going to have, you know, a, a Lamar Jackson type of attempts where, where it could be 8 to 10. But, you know, you give this guy four to five carries and he nails that number, doesn't he? Yeah, it, it does feel like that. Carlos Hyde will be the starting running back today for the Jacksonville Jaguars because James Robinson is out of this lineup as well. Uh, if you're shopping around and we don't have it up at Sports Interaction right now, I'm sure Phil Gray could do that. But how comfortable would you be if you're not only having Carlos Hyde as a prop today, David, but starting him in fantasy football? Jeez, yeah. Well, I'm kind of in that market myself because, you know, these are the kind of situations where where it's a... Uh, it's a fourth running back on a on a roster. Uh, I would not feel comfortable at all because I don't even know if the Jacksonville Jaguars get to double digit points today, and that's and that's saying something too. But how um, about uh, defensive score? Can we can we find a defensive score for Buffalo? I think this you know if they if Jacksonville gets behind, Lawrence starts throwing around to really nobody. I mean, we could get uh, you could get a, easily get a defensive score here a, sack, a strip sack, fumble, touchdown, a pick six. I'd like to see if I'm just running through them whether we have a defensive score for. Uh, for Buffalo, that might be one to look at as prop-wise. Hmm. Uh, especially with Trevor Lawrence, potentially uh, he's been forcing, not potentially, but he's been forcing the football. And we saw that last week in Seattle, too. When you're down that much and you're trying to make plays happen, and a guy who's had so much success in his life at uh, when he was a kid, when he played high school, and obviously in college as well, and now struggling at the pros, he's just trying to make too many things happen. Uh, wrote about it, David. I like Najee Harris to go over his rushing total against a Bears defense that has been just bleeding against running backs the last four weeks. Is that a, a case where, uh, and no Khalil Mack, as you talked about it, yeah. could this be a big Najee Harris game who's quietly becoming one of the better running backs in all of the NFL? Yeah, he, he really is, and he's living up to where they thought he was going to be. Well, you know what, George, if if last week and, and for the most part, the better part of the season is any indication, we, we saw an Elijah Mitchell run for 137 yards against the Bears. He kind of barbecued them. Uh, and you look back at some of the history, too, of, uh, of, of the previous weeks where a Leonard Fournette had his way with this defense as well, 81 yards, uh, and even Ronald Jones, 63 yards. So you, you combine the one and two backs in, in Tampa Bay to run over 140-plus yards against this Bears defense. Um, on the prime time of Monday night, yeah, I think the Harris prop looks pretty good to go over. Uh, Kobe Brissett starting in, in Miami, you would think you're going to get a uh, bunch of Miles Gaskin stuff uh, over rush yards, over rush attempts. I'm just trying to find some of his numbers here. Uh, be looking at some Miles Gaskin stuff potentially. Uh, yeah, I, think I, would, so. I would say. Yeah, yeah, sorry, go, go ahead, ahead, George. No, go ahead. I got something else after you on, on the Dolphins. Yeah, so. I, I would say potentially yes uh, in, in that game because uh, we know that uh, the Texans. 58 just, and a half. Yeah, terrible. And we'll see what Jacoby Brissett uh, potentially could do. And I'm sure I could dive in here, and I don't have time now, but to see what Gaskin did when Jacoby Brissett was under center. But, David, what mm -hmm. do you got for us? Because we're still trying to connect with Connor Allen from yeah. uh, Senior Director Betting at 444.com and the Move the Line podcast. His phone's a little wonky uh, right now, but we're trying to connect with Connor Allen to give you some prop goodness because Connor's our go-to guy when we talked yeah. about player props here on Inside the Lines. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. David. 
Well, the one thing I liked as soon as uh, Steve brought up the Dolphins is there was a very, very good relationship between Jacoby Brissett and Mike Gusecki. Uh, and Gusecki right now at Sports Interactions listed at 58 and a half receiving yards. And, and the, the, I like that. I know it's kind of high, but the pass receptions at four and a half, I, I think that exceeds that because this guy almost had his his spark to the 2021 season when Brissett was under center and he's kind of carried it through when the quarterback switch happened and Tua was back. So I look for a lot of Gusecki yardage against a, a Houston defense that 58 that and a half is his number. 58 and a half is uh, receiving number. I, I actually like him. Let's take a look. Anytime touchdown Gusecki. I, we hit that one a, a few weeks ago. Uh, we, you said it with with Brissette looking for him, uh, and they, the way uh, tight ends seem to be getting touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, where is a Gusecki anytime touchdown, gentlemen? Just find that. Uh, you know what? And I'm glad you brought that up, uh, Steve. And I see a lot of that on on social media with a lot of these uh, guys. Obviously, we have we have similar six and a half to because- one plus six fifty. Because we follow a lot of people who are in this gambling uh, space here. And doesn't it feel like the any time or not any time, but first touchdown score, Steve, is such a lottery ticket bet, right? I know the payouts are big, but I'm like, oh, hit the first touchdown score. Okay, great. Tweet that out. But show me all the times where you took the first touchdown (laughs) score and didn't come in. I'm not crazy about that bet, right? Because it's it's so hit or miss. You just never know. Any time is different. If you think the player is going to get in the end zone and on specific situations, they use this back. So there's some value in taking a guy who is a goal line back, and I understand that. But the first touchdown score, come on, man. That's a lottery ticket. It's a lottery ticket. I 100,000% agree with you, George. But I do enjoy... Grabbing somebody at six and oh, six and a half to one, seven to one, eight to one, as an anytime touchdown yeah, player. I mean, sure. And and right now I'm just looking at Mike Kosecki. Uh, uh, Dave brought it up. Percent uh, percent loved them. Plus six and a half, plus six fifty, anytime score. Mark me in. I'm going to make that bet right now. As a matter of fact. So three games, three games, and I'm looking at Tampa Bay. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts and in Vegas, uh, three. Okay. Let's just say three above average teams for the most part, right? All three teams uh, outside of the Colts. Okay. Tampa's a playoff team. Vegas is a playoff team. The Colts are okay at best. 19 receptions over three games from Mike Kosecki. Um, he, he is the outlet that Jacoby Brissett looks for. Um, you know, we, we could be looking at a 75 yard, uh, reception game as far as uh, yards uh, over the air and, and somebody that may lead this team in receiving today. Um, Todd Furman uh, brought up the great point earlier and David hit on it during his uh, injury report with this Sunday netter tonight between uh, the t- the Titans and the Rams. And obviously we're all disappointed that Derrick Henry not playing for the Titans tonight. But the receivers, uh, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, if there's no... Uh, Jalen Ramsey, and if he can't go, and potentially they sit him out uh, with no Derrick Henry here, seventy-seven and a half receiving yards for AJ Brown. Uh, David, do you like to got? Do you like that to go over? Because he is one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the NFL. If he's not getting a big taste of Jalen Ramsey, and they're not going to do what they potentially want to do the most is run the football to Derrick Henry, is there value taking AJ Brown over seventy-seven and a half receiving yards? See, that's interesting because you're right, George, uh, that he will be a key guy that is that is blanketed. And I'm, I'm trying to look for 
like secondary options in that Titans offense. And right now at Sports Interaction, they're not really listing anybody in that receiver position. So I'm going to shy away from the A.J. Brown over 77 and a half yards. Uh, it's even straight across at minus 120 on the over and the under. Uh, and I and I want a secondary receiver, but right now I cannot find it. Yeah, I'm going to make a correction there, George, on something that I said. Uh, Mike Kosecki was plus 650 as the first touchdown score. As an anytime touchdown score, he's plus 135. Significant difference. Didn't want to mislead any of our listeners on that one. And just sticking with that game, Cooper Cup uh, continues to be the darling of fantasy football owners all across the, the planet. Uh, 98 and a half receiving yards. And the Titans have done a decent job, David, of shutting down big-time wide receivers lately. That seems a little high tonight in a game that we might see a little more Daryl Henderson in the back end of it. Yeah, it does. And the guy I'm looking at, George, for value, of course, at the same minus 120 is Tyler Higby. He's secretly been a sneaky tight end spot and at 38 and a half receiving yards. Maybe that's the better option, considering that he's not going to go deep ball threat like a Cooper, a Cooper Cup, who's been brilliant. Uh, a Robert Woods has been not bad as a, as a secondary guy there. Even like a Van Jefferson, if if you can find a Jefferson prop there. Uh, to go yardage, but but Tyler Higby would be my my option there for the Rams offense. Uh, Hold up, it's the two-minute warning. Well, that, that came out out of nowhere. So where are we going? Dolphins now four. Uh, let's see the changes. Ravens now seven. New England three minus 25. Uh, Cincinnati minus two. Raiders three. Uh, Saints six and a half, Chargers one and a half, Chiefs seven across the board, San Francisco four across the board. Those are the changes so far. A lot of them, guys. Uh, again, I uh, had a little technical uh, snafu uh, with Connor Allen's phone. Hopefully, we'll have him on next week because he gives you such incredible prop goodness. But before we go, let's talk some actives and inactives as we're about seven minutes away from kickoff in the one o'clock window. Christian McCaffrey, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Cole Beasley, Rashad Bateman, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Sam yes. Darnold all active today for their teams. Inactive. Adjust Ooh, your fantasy football lineups accordingly. There'll yes. be ghosts. There'll be ghosts today in Carolina. James Robinson's inactive, Sammy Watkins inactive, Latavius Murray inactive, and of course, Odell Beckham Jr. inactive for the Cleveland Browns. He's played his last game as a Cleveland Brown. We'll, we'll, real quick, easy for me to say and speak English, before we go, uh, Steve, we'll start with you, then David. Where is Odell Beckham Jr. playing next week? Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. That's the betting pick right now at plus 350 at Sports just, Interaction. It's an obvious fit. I mean, yeah. a lot of okay. people say there's kind of an obvious fit in uh, New England as well because Belichick takes these All guys. All right, David, Josh where's Gordon. he playing? Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with that. And also with the loss of uh, the wide receiver that we will not name this past week with the Raiders, they are looking for that sort of type player and they can the older version of, uh, of that such player. I'm going to say the Rams because they need a home run hitter after Deshaun Watson was released, and maybe he wants a ring and goes Ooh. and goes and hey, he's a bad, he's a Rams. bad recipe to he's a bad spice to put into that 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 kitchen that yeah, bouillon base in Los that, Angeles. Well, they, yeah, he's a bad ingredient to put in there. What are you what are you going to rock that boat for? All right, that's it for us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Inside Lines. Follow Steve on Twitter, of course, at House Money. 
44. Check out my prop piece, uh, sportsnet.ca at russicsn 590 uh, All of this stuff is after 4 o'clock anyway. Plenty of time to read that as well. And uh, follow Dave on Twitter at David Basil. It's it for us. You get Winnipeg Jets uh, takes from David as well. So you yeah, check those out A for ton. sure. That's it for us. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>